I love this intro because I feel so good after hearing it for some reason. But joining us today is Earl Anderson, the spiritual initiate. I came across him on my so-called journey while I was looking for numerology and some answers, and I came across his YouTube page, which you can find in the bio. Thank you, Earl, for joining today. What's up, man? What's up, everyone? Hey, everyone. I'm glad to be on the show. Let's get right into it, man. Let's get into some stuff. Let's get into it. So we're we're talking a little briefly earlier, just before we get started, and uh, we're talking about our journey. Before I share mine, I can tell that you've been through, you know, your spiritual path. I want to know, like, what what kind of spark? Where would you call the beginning, and how did it start for you, man? Um. Okay. So sometimes when we like reflect, we always know that we were always spiritual. We just didn't know that we were at the time. So there's a whole bunch of indicators from you know from my childhood where you know, there's something spiritual that happened, but I just didn't identify yet. But as far as I can go back to really put me on my path was when I was about 15 or 16 years old. I remember my friend, uh, before we went to school, he was like, man, I keep seeing his number. And I'm like, what? So this number, 911. Now, mind you, I didn't know nothing about angel numbers. I wasn't conscious spiritual at all. I'm just a regular old whatever. So he's saying, man, I'm seeing 911 all the time. And I'm like, what does that mean? He was like, I don't know what it means, but I think it has something to do with the Illuminati. And I was like, what's the Illuminati? And he told me a little bit, and then for people who research Illuminati and devil conspiracy theories, I was that guy for a little bit. Like, I went deep down the rabbit hole, and I don't regret any of it. I think what it just allowed me to do was just have – raise my awareness, because that's what consciousness is. It's really just being more aware. So I'm being more aware of just how the whole world works or seemingly works and how all these world governments are, you know, putting the whole world in slavery and things like that. So I'm like, man, this world is crazy. Like, I don't even know what I want to do because it seems like it's going to be futile if I got to live in a world where people are running it. So I was like, uh, I don't know. I was questioning God because at the time I wasn't necessarily a Christian, but I was, um, you know, that was the default religion for me. So I, I was kind of already, I grew up with that. So I was questioning God because I'm like, man, if, if God is so awesome, how come all this craziness happening around the world? I'm like, what? So, for a little bit, of, for a little bit, maybe about a year, I was atheist. I didn't believe in anything because I was still trying to search. So um, that was like a, from 16 to 19, I was dealing with that period of just dealing with the Illuminati. When I was around 19, um, I started getting into black history. Now, this is important because the regular educational system doesn't really teach any real history for anyone. We all get this watered-down history. So yeah, I'm learning about myself. I'm learning about myself, and I'm like, yo, I had no idea about all of these teachers, these scholars, these historical events, all these things, because I just never knew. So I bring in a whole other thing of emotions and, and things I want to be, because I'm like, yo, my whole um, history has been, like, washed away, and I just thought I was a slave, you know, and that's it, because that's all I was told, and I'm learning all this stuff. I'm like, what the hell? What is, whoa, this is craziness. So as I'm going through all these black history, I'm dealing with different scholars and different historians who are always tapping in, you know, they always talk about the mystery school, the mystery system, the Camites or the Egyptians, they had a mystery system, but that always intrigued me. You know, I'm a Scorpio, so I deal with a mystery that's like me anyway. So I was like, what is that? I want to know what the mystery is. So as I keep, you know, researching, because all of it, it just comes from me just being hungry and just going for knowledge. Um, after I, um, you know, there's one event, I'll say this, there's like, one event in particular that made me feel powerless and I was searching for some power and I felt like the only way I can get some power was through spirituality. So back in like mm. 2014, 2014, 2015, there were a lot of videos on Facebook on people being killed by the police, you know, people period. I know there's a lot of right. people, but people just being killed by police. And that really 
traumatized me because I'm like, every time I hop on Facebook, it seems like every other day there's a new person getting killed. And a lot of times it looks like someone who looks like me. So I'm like, yo, what can I do about this? Because I can have all the money in the world and I can't stop this. I can be as courteous as I want. I can't stop this. So I felt really powerless. Like um, I was down near to tears because I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. And so for some reason, I just got gravitated to more into looking at the spiritual and to be able to look beyond, you know, these earthly things to understand there's a bigger picture. Even though I may not understand it all, there's a bigger picture to all of this. So it did, you know, alleviate my stress and things like that because now I see it from a wider lens, you know. It's kind of like, right, you know, I don't right. know if you've heard of the concept of a, a bird's eye view, you know, being up in the air and being able to see things from a wider distance versus you being on the ground only seeing, you know, what's in front of you. Absolutely. I agree with that. Absolutely. So, so you know, uh, once I found out, you know, how to actually apply spirituality, whether it be, you know, candle work, altars, meditation, all the different kinds of applications, I was taught on how to actually just jump into it and do stuff about three years ago, maybe four, about now. I've been really seriously just dealing with my spirituality, actually doing things that actually, you know, help it to grow. And that's, you know, how I got here. I started my channel back in September 2016. And that was because, you know, a lot of times, I'm pretty sure a lot of people, when you start getting this knowledge, you don't have people to really share it with. Like, you can't go tell your parents because they grew up a certain kind of way, so they're going to look at you crazy. Um, there's not a lot of right. people or friends who even get on this frequency because they're going to look at you crazy. Like, bro, I remember my friends are like, oh, I don't. I don't like this new you, man. I remember you talking about, you know, music and video games. Now you're talking about, you know, black power. And now you're talking about spirituality. Like, what's going on with you, man? You're just changing. I'm like, dude, I'm just evolving. I'm just, I'm learning and I'm just, it's changing me. And um, mm -hmm. that's where I'm at right now, man. That's basically the whole journey. So even right now, I don't know everything. I'm, my journey's still going, still figuring things out. But it got to the point to where why I made the YouTube channel is to uh, just share what I've learned to help other people you know, helping with whatever traumas or whatever things they got going on in their life because we need to share this information and get other people to lift themselves up because the only people who are going to save us is ourselves as an individual first, and then you'll go on from there. I agree with that a lot because um, for me, around around the same age, 16 or 17, well, when I was younger, I, you know, I talked to God. I was raised Catholic, but I was in the shower talking to God. Like, I don't know what religion I'm supposed to be in, but I want to help people. And um, I found I found my religion. I say mine because everyone's different, but we all accept each other. But I found my way into into Santeria, where I started becoming aware of my spiritual guides, taking care of my ancestors. Because without you know without the ancestors, we're not here. Um, right. Then there's more to that. But recently, for me, it was more kind of this. I call it an evolution. That's where I started when I talked on the radio and started this. I was like, we're constantly evolving and. I went to this awareness where it kind of hit me. I would call it a spiritual awakening, but uh, it scared me a little bit because I had to go through my fears and I didn't realize it until, you know, no one understood what I was saying. They thought it was a little crazy. In school, mm -hmm. they thought I was crazy already with the religion. They're going, you know, you get a little weirder every year, Joe. I'm like, oh, you know, okay, cool. <laughs> so now it's kind of personal because one of my fears was that, which I didn't understand till till then, that I, I needed always acceptance from some, someone else that understood or I wanted to talk to someone about it. So I went through these fears and people thinking I'm crazy, so I shut up. But long story short, I kind of grew from that going, wow, the, the bird's eye view, realizing that right. I kind of always cared about people and respected others of their opinion and their views. I'm not a political person, but the spiritual awakening made me realize um, almost a, 
the manifestation of positive energy, kind of putting it out there, the intention, making people happy, whether you're saying, hi, how are you? Actually using good good things to put it out there, not so much just like me and you are doing, uh, you do the YouTube and I do the radio, kind of helping others in a different way. But the the biggest thing I learned with that was putting it in, into practice. Like if if you really want to start changing your life, you have to start mentally, consciously putting it out there, treating people good. Not so much just like, you know, I always held the door open for people, but actually saying, you know, have a good day. How are you doing? Nice, you know, putting the energy out there is what actually um, was a big learning experience for me because I always thought it was Joe, and now I kind of call myself a new version of Joe because we're constantly changing. And like you said, I don't think we're ever going to stop learning until we die. You know, if, we, if we're done learning and we think we know it all, that's a different thing, but it's kind of blocking ourselves. But if we know it all, life's over. Yeah, it'll be it'll be boring. Matter of fact, one of one of the things that I kind of you know just in my my own mind, I kind of just think about how the universe is created, or at least this this reality that we live in right now. You know, this universe is you know experiencing itself. All right. So in order to know yourself, you got to you know create all these different you know vessels and baskets and avenues of how you can be yourself. So if you're an all-knowing being. Of course you're gonna be bored. You're like I'm sitting here like, bro, what what am I supposed to do? Like I know everything. This shit sucks. Okay, let me just make something boom, big bang, and then you make a whole universe. Like let me explore myself in here because I'm so bored. It's one. Of, that's what we're dealing with, you know. And that's just my, you know, opinion. That's what I like to think. So that's what we're trying to figure out, you know. And then the cool thing is that since all of us have our own consciousness, that's where we we're just we're, we have our own consciousness. We're going through this own journey trying to figure out ourselves in our own way and we're just really just tossing up you know uh, a life jacket to others so they can (laughs) so we can help them realize you know the power for themselves absolutely and that's why uh, i come across you know just like yourself i come across your your page and others and it's it's funny but we're in the right place at the right time i just look at the time it's 7-eleven but um the whole point (laughs) is that there's a there's a reason behind it whether we I don't. I got to the point where I don't want to question it, because I kind of figured you have all these videos going on. You might be able to teach me something on this episode today. I might be able to share something for you. But kind of uniting and understanding each other on a on a on a diverse level, so to speak. But I wanted to ask you because this is what happened to me, and this is why I loved your page. And I was like, I think this guy's got a great personality. I want to ask him some questions. Um, going back to what I was saying earlier, you we were kind of you were like, you know what? That's a great topic. Let's save it for the episode. I started first coming before my awakening phase. I was hitting all these synchronicity numbers, and it was one 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 two 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 three two three. And I told you, I don't know if I shared it on the episode before, but I got to the point where I went to a Christmas party, and I checked my code mm-hmm. in. They gave me the number, and it was three three three. And I was like, all right, you know what? For me, I I started finding the numbers online, and after that, the numbers started changing to nine twenty two nine thirty three. Mm-hmm. So after that, for me, I went to, I had a symbolism book. Believe it or not, I found three books for free at the gas station outside. And there was a symbol book. There was a book on alchemy. And I was like, you know what? I don't like books, but I like these. So I found myself, and I'm glad you brought up the Illuminati and the Masons, because I was going through these symbols. And one day I said, you know what? Let me just look at the book. So I'm looking at the book. And um, before I say that, my grandfather was a Mason. And I kind of thought I wanted to, but I just felt like I didn't need to. And I started, like, uncoding the symbols as if I knew them already. I'm going, oh, 
freaked me out. And I look up at the, I look outside the window, and I'm seeing like symbols outside. Like I, I took acid. I never took it. I never took a drug in my life. So I right. freaked out. But now, after that, I had a dream about the Merkaba and all these other things. But I wanted to see what your opinion was. Because I actually stopped myself from watching all your videos. I was like, I want to hear this guy. So what, what right. is your opinion about a numerology came thing too? And I'm like, where do I go? So with that, I know it's a loaded question, but what's, what's your thoughts? Okay, so what I've learned, because uh, I learned about numerology for someone else on YouTube, and I got his, his book and stuff like that, and I'll talk about it as I go on. But uh, his name is S. Ollie Myers. And to make this story short, and I even said it when we, before we, um, we got on live, um, angel numbers or these repeating numbers are just to grab your attention. Maybe you've already been thinking about something that you should be doing. Maybe you're having a spiritual awakening. Maybe you're starting to really see things and see the synchronicities. The numbers are just like a way for your higher self, your ancestors, or whatever, archangels, whatever, whatever energy you're putting onto it. They're just trying to give you a message of like, hey, I'm here. Look, 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 check me out. Hey, pay attention. That's what it is at first, all right? And then the next step once you get there is like, you know what, now I have to actually see what these numbers mean. So when they give me a message, I can decipher it. So when I see 11-11, I know I need to be starting something. Either it was crazy because even today, I see numbers all the time now. I don't even, I don't even flinch. I just like, okay. Um, my cousin was playing his games. Uh, he's playing 2K, 2K18 or 19. And he was playing just a regular game online. And then one of, um, one of the stats on, his, on the game once he was done playing his game, was 10,111. And I'm just looking at it laughing like, I can't make this stuff up. Like in the video game, it's so <laughs> random. There's been times where I played Call of Duty and I would get 11 kills, 11 deaths, 10 kills, 10 deaths. And usually when that stuff happens, I'm thinking about making a video. I'm thinking about I need to read some books. I'm thinking about something I should be doing to make myself grow. And that's only because I programmed it to give me those messages like that. All right? So the reason why you look at numbers it's so you understand what the numbers mean, and then when the numbers come to you, you understand the program that you gave yourself so your higher self can communicate with you. Because like I said earlier, some people may not may not be able to do spirit communication yet. Some people may not be confident in their own, you know, thought process just yet because sometimes people deal with that. Even me sometimes, not everything. I'm like, every, Some things I'm like, for real, really? I still got to question things. So these angel numbers help you, you know, get a track with working with your subconscious mind. That's really what it is. So it shouldn't be nothing to be um, frightened about anything like that because I know there's a lot of Illuminati stuff that makes it feel frightening and even all the correspondence, you know, all the different things that are associated with numbers and how they go from planets, how they go from zodiac signs, how they go to tarot cards, how they go to all over the place. They jump all over the place. But it's really just you understanding the symbolism so you can be communicated with on a way that works for you, that's easy for you. So, so basically, it's it's already. And you know, I'm just trying to understand. Would I be able to kind of reprogram, or I see the numbers, and I kind of tell them like, all right, this number, I looked it up. Let, we're going to associate it with this, so that from then on, and now I see the time seven one seven. This is funny. Um, from then on, that number, I, I would see it and kind of go, okay, cool, we're on the same page. Is that? Yeah, exactly. So when I see like a number like nine eleven, I know that something's ending, 
and something is about to start. It's meant like it. I always see the 11 as a gateway. Something is opening up, and it usually has something to do with something spiritual because it's also a natural number. The 9 is about, you know, endings. The cycle is ending, um, things are coming to an end, completion. So I'm always thinking, like, okay, if 9-11 is popping up a lot, then there's something I probably need to get rid of, something I need to get over, something I need to just close the book on, something I need to get over, you know. So as you just keep on seeing these numbers and, and always keeping track of what you're thinking or what you've been thinking heavily on throughout the day even, that gives you a pinpoint to where um, you can find a balance on what these numbers are, what these numbers are relaying to you and what it means to you, if you get what I'm saying. Because 11-11, even if I see it, like I, I, might see, I, I can see 11-11 today in the morning, right, in the a.m., it might mean mm-hmm. something. I see it again at night and it might be something totally different. So the main thing is oh. always keep track of what you're thinking because that's the main thing. What are you always thinking about? Man, I need to work out. Man, I need to do that. Uh, I need to work out. 4-11 might pop up a lot. 4 is like, okay, stability. Working out has a lot, has a lot to do with just, you know, keeping your, your body physically structured as, you know, and building your, building your body. Um, and then 11, a gateway. You can start now. 4-11, get to it. 4-1 right. might mean information to other people, you know. Because people use that just as a little, you know, as 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 slang. Oh, what's the four one one? I don't know who does that anymore, but yeah, that's what it used to be. So you got to figure wow. out what these. Do the research on the numbers, and then when you get these angel numbers, um, figure out or pinpoint what you've been thinking a lot on, and then you can kind of find the balance. Okay, this number means that because I've I've been through this before. I know what this is already. Okay. Okay. And the other thing, too, is that I was personally going, you know what, I think I'm overthinking it. And that's really um, – I think it's basically what it comes down to is don't so much overthink it. Kind of just get the brief on what the numbers stand for. Communicate with them. Because the other day, too, I was getting excited. And I'm at the point now where I was listening to videos and stuff in my car. And then I'm looking at the time, and then I'm hitting all the sequences – I'm going, what's the message? And I'm pretty sure the message is just that we're here, because I saw 444. We're here. Mm-hmm. Listen. Pay attention. You're doing the right thing. Keep going. And I'm going, what's the message? So it's really just don't overthink it, too. Um, but then I came into geometry and sacred uh, sacred geometry, and I wanted your thoughts on that, too. Like Maybe this, is, there tied, is it tied together? Yes, it is, because sacred geometry, it's math, and let me say this. I'm not the science dude. I don't break things down to its um, super component. I guess with me, it's like when I go through, when I get certain knowledge, I understand, I try to get it to a practical way, all right? I don't, it's practical and stuff I can apply, like, boom, I got it. So sacred geometry, geometry is in the word. It's math off top, all right, just from the get-go. But with sacred mm-hmm. geometry, what it is is that there's so many geometric shapes there's, there's these main geometric shapes that shape up when you either give it different sound frequencies and they, um, and they form. And these different right. formations, you'll see it all across the universe, you know. And then that's why you see um, correspondence between the human body and nature or food or even space. I don't know if you've seen the iris of the eye, the same as the nebula, the brain cells are the same as, you know, the, the galaxy. There's so many comparisons to it. Your People's hair, how it spirals, the same as how the universe spirals. Um, vaginas look like mm. orange, oranges and avocados and this and that. And you can do a simple mm. Google search about human comparisons and human and nature comparisons, human and space comparisons. And what you find out is that there's a universal law or a hermetic principle, rather, called 
um, the law of correspondence. What was that? Uh-uh. I need to buy some more. My bad. But you have uh, something called the law, the, the law of correspondence. And it's, um, everyone has heard the saying before, as above, so below. Okay, so from the tiniest cell to the tiniest atom, rather, they have a certain um, sacred geometry. And you'll see this pattern repeat itself over and over and over to the smallest thing to the biggest thing. So have, have you ever seen, like, the flower of life? Yes. So the flower of life is just like a, a never-ending repeating pattern. And then within that um, flower of life, you have, you know, eventually you'll be able to draw out the Merkaba. And there's even something that is actually um, a more complex figure than that called Metatron's Cube, all right? And so mm-hmm. Metatron's um, Cube, what it basically is is that this universe, because um, how everything is already geometrically, you know, aligned, everything is already laid out, um, you as a human body and a consciousness, you have a certain Merkaba field that you um, have – it's your energy field, basically. and actually can mm-hmm. come together in a geometric shape. So the more you study, you see, okay, I'm aware of how much energy I'm emitting, I'm emitting and I can actually see its geometric, geometric shape. Sacred geometry is, is like, you know, seeing the ones and, the ones and zeros in the universe. In the matrix, when Neil turned into the one, he was seeing ones and zeros. Second geometry mm-hmm. is the ones and zeros. Uh, that's why it shows up. That's why it shows up in nature. It shows up in the human body. It shows itself in the universe. It's literally in everything. And that is actually the consciousness, the God, the God consciousness, because this same second geometry is the same thing that tells you cells, hey, you're going to be a liver. You're going to be the intestines. You're going to be the heart. You're going to be the brain. You're going to be the reproductive system and all these different things. So there's an intelligence that makes certain organisms, you know, form how they are. So the intelligence is actually second geometry. That makes sense a lot. It always, I always thought that, and then and it just ties it all in. There was even a video I came across on physics, and they were talking about um, – the string theory and this theory and some guy, I forget exactly what happened. I put it on my, my Facebook page and they have this, you know, higher dimension. They kind of put it, I think it's an eighth or ninth dimension. But what I was watching on the screen was this, it was, looked like a, the Merkaba, but it was in a 3D, it was all over the planet. And I forget how to tie it in, but uh, I had this experience where there are planes of other dimensions and I want to ask your opinion. You answered that really well, by the way. I like. I didn't. I don't know. That's why I like to pick in your brain about it and I want to ask you the question. But that was. It made sense to me, and that's why I like. I like to hear that. But does this tie into, in your opinion, frequencies of you know? We're now we're at the point where meditation, where you mentioned before, frequencies will will give out different patterns and shapes. Right. And now we're listening to frequencies. There's people uh, on YouTube that has different beats and so and frequency combinations. Does right. this play a part into our ge- geometric body and system to align it? You think? Oh yeah, totally. Okay, so our there's a video all over Instagram and YouTube, right, where people you know what healing bowls are, right? Where people like hit it, boom. Like yeah, a healing bowl. Yeah, a singing bowl. Yeah, like singing bowls. Yeah, so people will hit that in the water, and a certain geometric shape will will appear. People do it with sound waves. Like they'll put some stuff like on the on the black surface, like some marbles or something like that, and then they'll play a certain tone, 
and then you'll see everything on that board like reconfigure into a shape. So knowing that our bodies are like 75% water, something like that, and we're always being bombarded by all these different ways. It can be the Wi-Fi, it can be my phone, the computer, all these different things. We're constantly being bombarded by artificial um, energy signatures. Let me put it like that. Um, extremely low frequencies, things like that. So to put our body back in alignment, we have to look into those tones because the cool thing about it is that your heart has a certain tone. Your intestines have a certain tone. Your brain has a certain tone. There's a certain tone for abundance. There's a certain tone that the earth um, resonates with. So there's tones literally for everything. And that's how you can help, you know, that's what helps you get into alignment with whatever you're trying to get in alignment with because you understand it's a frequency. All right? So love is a frequency. Fear, even though it's a low frequency, it's still a frequency, you know. Um, the, the number four is a frequency. If you were to meditate um, at the time, 444, for four minutes and 44 seconds, I guarantee you're going to have a little epiphany. It's crazy because when I did that, I was like, this shit is crazy. That's what made me um, deal with angel numbers because I was like, this shit is for real. I did a meditation at 444 for four minutes, 44 seconds, and I just feel better. And it's crazy what came to me when I did it. So definitely when huh. you deal with these tones, they are healing your body. That's why when people, when they say, you know, this body will or this this tone will help with uh help people with digestion. It helps you be more confident in yourself. It helps you manifest your dreams. It helps you which is which is all different kinds of stuff because there are tones for that. And like I was saying earlier with the sacred geometry, sacred geometry is I don't know if you ever heard this, but um when the when the Big Bang when the Big Bang happened and I'm just using that so people understand that this universe created from the Big Bang. There was a sound. There was an ultimate sound that rang off that gave rise to this um, field to even have their creations in it, if you know what I mean. Right. So within this create, there's a big encompassing um, uh, sacred geometry that, that we're in, and every little pit, every little bit of the universe is just a little sacred geometry within the sacred geometry. So this right. sound, right, that goat. Yeah, so when this sound that goes off, right, and especially when you're being born, the different sounds for all your um, organ systems and things like that, they they all make their symphony so you can become a human being. Mm. So all you're doing is tapping into those sounds so you can kind of get your stuff back in alignment. But it's not going to just, like, if you're trying to, if you're someone who's like, heal part of your body, just listening to tones ain't going to work. you got to eat the right food. you got to exercise. you got to do more work than just listening to the tones because you can – Listen to the tones all day long. Your kidneys are not going to heal if you keep on drinking soda every day. Right. Gallons and gallons of it. But it do you does think help that listening to frequencies as... will um, will um, put your body into the, the need or want a change into a diet? Um, I think it depends on what your intention is because a lot of times when I listen to tones, I don't you know go into deep meditation in it. I kind of just put it in the background. I put my headphones on. Put it in the background, and I might listen to music or even play video games. I put it in the background so just so the subtle energy can can be absorbed from the tones. Because that's really what you're dealing with. You're dealing with your subtle energy and getting that healed and getting that back structured so everything else can give rise to that so it can be some, some, some structure in the rest of your body. But, um, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. I like that. Because um, I was listening to frequencies and – I was trying to, um, the feeling I got when I, I, I don't, I was trying to, how do I say this? 
I was combining a lot of things that I learned because I didn't know how I did it, but I basically raised my vibration, which I've never done before. And it was like this mm-hmm. intense, positive, exciting, happy. And then I kind of saw what I saw. So then I was on this, um, that's, that's basically where I got this push from because I was like, okay, well it was symbols. And then it was this. And then I'm learning about frequencies and learning how to change my hypnosis from what I, you know, the, the theta phase of they say when you're a kid and changing your frequency. Right. So that way you could receive these things. So I'm, I'm trying to take on all this stuff. I'm like, well, I want to learn how to raise my vibration again. Now is that, because I was, what I learned or what I came across was that you have to kind of so much go into this meditative state, but it's like a mundane task where you're enjoying it, what you're doing. And then you kind of get off track, but you're happy what you're doing. And then all of a sudden it raises your, your vibration. Is that, is that mm-hmm. something you agree with or is there a different way to go about it? I mean, there's, there's so many different ways how to even deal with, you know, with that, you know? So sometimes I do take times where I'm like, okay, I want to raise my vibration. I, I want to feel more loving. I want to put more courage within myself. So I'll meditate to those tones. And then there's other times where you're just like, I'll just play in the background because there's nothing dire. I'm trying to change. I just have it going in the background. Or even if you are trying to put more courage to your life, you're listening to those tones just on a, um, on a passive basis because the main thing we're trying to, well, if you're trying to use the tones to have an effect on your life that's changing your actual life, you know, your reality, mm-hmm. then you have to put some intention behind it. You uh-huh. have to really put some okay. attention behind yeah. it and really, and really be about moving to make that real to to change your reality. If you're just doing it like, okay, I want to just put some healing energy to my to my body, you can just listen to it passively because your body's gonna get you know anyway. But you can get more deeper into actually healing your body when you go in it with intention. So there's intention, and then there's just doing it just because. And that's that's funny you said that because literally the last episode we did was uh, intentional energy and. Mm-hmm. It was dealing with the mental, physical, if you come across a job, and that's exactly the purpose. Once you put that energy, even we were talking about even changing your resume because you want to get a new job. Some people think that they just can send out the resume, just put like the new update and send it. But exactly what you said, come with intention, with a positive um, intention to do that because of that. Um, so that makes a lot of sense, too. Kind of exactly. not just playing exactly. like me. I've been playing around with frequencies and trying to say like, what's the key? What's what's the key to go back to this higher dimension or raise my vibration? And I got oh man, got to the point where I have I'll to tell you this. There, uh, yeah, because the thing is, right now for experience, we're human, so we'll always be able to tap in into um, <clears throat> those higher frequencies, but we're not going to stay there because we're all, we're still human at the end of the day. So there's always going to be the equilibrium, you know. So, but the thing mm-hmm. about realizing these tones is because, you know, one of the things that the, um, the ancient Egyptians, the, the, um, the Kamites, what they studied was death, all right? Because the thing is, I don't know how people feel about death, but we're probably dead more than we're alive. And what I mean by that is that we might be here for, I'll give you 100 years tops, but before you were born, you were someplace else, and after you die, you will yeah. be someplace else. So most of our time will actually be in this realm that is not living. So the thing, the reason why we're trying to get these symbols down and understand spirituality and get these tones down so when we pass on, we know how to raise our vibration. I learned that in the human body. Now I'm just energy. I know how to raise my vibration. Other people don't know how to do it. 
you know, and that's just, and that's the difference. You consciously are now able to, you know, raise your vibration. The the you trying to figure out if there's a key to it, there is no key. You already have the key. You know how to raise your vibration. That's it. Just meditate. That's it. Mm. Sometimes it's not it's not super deep. Sometimes it's it's like um it's like you're getting a key to the universe, but it's a small key. There's a whole bunch of more keys you still gotta get to get to deeper levels of, you know, unlocking the universe, but you have this key now. Now you know about mm-hmm. geometry. Now you can you can meditate on a certain, you know, symbol and that's gonna have a certain effect with your body. Now you know. That's funny you said that because I, I forgot to tell you that part too. When I was at work I was trying to do some stuff, go home, meditate, and I was being told that you need to do a use this symbol every day, like it's a different symbol. And I'm like, I don't know mm-hmm. what it is, but and they'll show me a new symbol. And it started with that before the, even the symbols came about. And after all that, exactly what you just said was, I was talking to someone else. I think it was on an episode. I said pretty much, I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I think I was shown what the key basically. Here's the door. Look at it. Now you have all the tools. Now go learn how to how to use them. And that's where I got to the point. I was like, all right, so it's not just that simple anymore. You show me how to do it. You show me I got there. Now I have to go back and learn the tools. And that's exactly where I'm at. Yeah, I hear you on that. You know, and then you, there's no no secret sauce to it. Once you figure out, and that's that's what happened to me when I realized about secret geometry and these tones and even the numbers. It's all connected. Right, it is literally all one. And the more you start researching all this stuff, the more you figure out like this shit really all is all one. But the more deeper you get into it, right? And this is this might you know knock the hat off some people. People start realizing like, okay, if this whole thing is already in shape, it's already structured, it's already knowing what's going to happen. There's already a blueprint for the human body, for trees, for everything. We already know what our life path is going to be set on. God already knows what we're going to do before we do it. If all these things mm-hmm. are already known, what the hell am I doing here? Now, I know some people right. be like, okay, I'm on earth, I'm in school, I'm trying to learn some things, and that is part of the journey. But what am I doing here at this time today? I'm on planet earth in 2019 right now for what? And some people might think that, <laughs> like, oh, the crazy shit that's going on right now, I'm here right now, why? We're here to learn mm-hmm. something, but some people are also trying to learn how to not come back here. Because if you talk about the exactly. unlimited possibilities to the universe, like for me, I'm like, you know, planet Earth is cool, but if I can go somewhere else in my next turn, I'm going to go travel somewhere else. It's like I'm getting my cousin passport. I'm like, you know, Earth was cool. I've been here a few thousand times. I'm done with it. It's crazy down there, man. I would even do it. I'll, give, I'll wait another million years before you go down there, bro. I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Unless crazy you're trying to go there. That- Everyone, not everyone, not everyone's going to understand it. And when I was younger, I saw little things that I didn't understand. And it made sense later on is that when I was little, I remember seeing this like cartoon of um, someone living and then dying. And it literally looked like like, uh, above and below. And I was like, you know, I freaked out because I'm only a kid. And as I got older, I started to realize and believe fully in reincarnation. And that played an aspect in my spiritual realm. But this whole spiritual awakening thing kind of, threw me through a loop because I saw more and I saw like, you know, more, more detail of the reincarnation. Basically what I felt years ago about how I've been here before. This is not the first Mm -hmm. time, even like the the Mm -hmm. right here, right now, this is probably played out before. There's still more I have, we have to do. Like we've been here before talking about this. Um, Right. 
so many different views. And I go back to thinking I wasn't crazy at like 16, 17, (laughs) thinking about time travel and um, all this other parallel universes because I literally saw them. That's how I get my readings now too is that it's a part of my tools. When I give a reading, I can see if you're going to make a decision, sometimes I can see three different decisions you can make. And I'm going to give you the best option if I can see it. But um, and it goes to time travel too. I thought I thought you need a machine and stuff. Literally, I remember recently I was going to my dad's uh, wood shop. He's a carpenter, and I was in a great mood. You know, the positive energy's flowing. I didn't realize I'm time traveling most of my time, and I don't. I shouldn't do that. I'm like in a, in a zone. I passed his shop three times. I couldn't find it, and I went. You know what? I got to slow down and just like be in this moment. And I went back around and I found it the, the fourth time. I go, oh, sh- I, shit, man. I I don't even know how I'm doing it, but I'm doing it. And it's, it's just a wild feeling to um, realize that there are parallel universes. There's, there's different timelines. Yeah. When you when you die, you, you're in another life, and you, you're in another life, and you come back. But exactly, we're trying to break break the cycle and do what we had to do to come here and complete it. Yeah, and that's something that I actually discovered discover when I was um, – <clears throat> when I did shrooms, I did psychedelics for the first time. Well, not the first time, but mm-hmm. many times because when you do psychedelics, you can actually see the sacred geometry a lot clearer. That's the whole point of having the psychedelic experience for what some of them, I know with psilocybin, you kind of see the geometric shapes a lot more clearer. And that really just lets you mm-hmm. see the fabric of the universe. And that what makes you think, like, this stuff is it's an illusion if you think about it. Like, it's really just shapes and symbols. You might look, I might be looking at this computer, but really it's just a whole bunch of configurations of the same geometric patterns, the flower of life, the Merkaba, and Metatron's cube. It's just that on repeat, on repeat, on repeat, on repeat. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. So you start to think, like, uh, is there a way how to get out of here? Am I here forever? Is there a way? Is there something more than this? Because think about this, right? Most of the universe... 95% of the universe is dark energy and dark matter. It's this unknown substance. It's this unknown thing. 5% of the mm-hmm. observable universe, including all the stars and planets and galaxies that we see, is only 5% of the universe. So even everything that we're experiencing as humans is only a little bit, a little piece, a fraction of what the universe actually is. So how can 5% be the reality when there's a whole another 95% that we don't know about. So that's why it's like, eh, we're here for a reason to learn or whatever, but there's more to this. There's way more to this. And I don't know all the answers because some of these spiritual things are not, they cannot be uh, uh, explained in human words. Like I remember one right. of the shows you did, um, um, you did before, and you and the other guests were talking about, you know, some spiritual experiences are not for everyone. Sometimes it's just for you. And sometimes you right. can't explain it. Sometimes it may seem like a crazy because it's something that's so out of this world that you can't explain to nobody. It was for you. And that's really the pinnacle of spiritual experiences. It's, and when you tap into stuff that you can't explain, it's out of this world, that's how you know, okay, I'm, I'm getting, I'm tapping into some shit. Absolutely. You know, it's funny too, you mentioned, you mentioned, um, the, the mushrooms and stuff because I brought my friend on a different episode. She She's into shamanism, and I didn't even know where this was going to go. I thought I was just interviewing her about her experience. Little did I know, you know, this whole uh, soul awakening, it was really because yeah, when, I, when I bugged out, my family was like, are you okay? Your eyes are dilated. And I'm like, great. Everyone thinks I'm crazy. I took a drug. But really, the soul awakening was a natural way of what 
you know, the mushrooms, the shamans use for, um, the, there's, a, there's a thing they, they do. There's the Indians that use peyote. It's right. all opening your third eye. And what I just did was natural, which I don't even know how, the, the penile gland and all that. So, again, going back to the experience, that, that experience, I think actually, if you want to call it a trip, I think that trip anyone takes is really just for you to find your inner self because the shaman, yeah. from what I was listening to, do it to release fears, um, uh, reincarnational um, past, past life dramas, and all these things. Because when I looked up out, outside, I saw the trees and the third eye outside, you know, the, the all-seeing eye and branches. I'm going, mm-hmm. I'm being watched. So, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so I, I, I yeah. was all excited, and then I went, oh, my God, and then I freaked out. So I, yeah, I, came, yeah. I came back to it going, what the hell happened? And this is where I had to accept things for myself and go over fears and all this other stuff and realize where I'm going. And now I'm on this um, personally, and I wanted to ask you after this too, personally, instead of going crazy with the numerology and, and the, the symbols, first I said, you know what? They're there. And just like you were saying, right. it's all around us. I even saw it in, like, business business advertising. I saw the yeah, symbols that I'm learning, yeah, the wisdom, yeah. and all, like, the little pillars. And you're going, oh, my God. It's everywhere. <laughs> and to tie it up, though, <laughs> you laugh. And it's, you know, you're, it's funny, too, because you're like, oh, what is going on? And I, I laughed after, but. I was freaking out at the time as I'm going, this is, this is illumination. You're being illuminated. And I'm like, am I being called by Masons? And I kind of realized, I was like, no, this is just one part of our soul, like you were talking about in the videos. It's in our DNA. You know, I learned about those 12 strands of DNA, mm-hmm. uh, all this other stuff. So I kind of came to the conclusion, you know what, calm down. These are the tools. Slowly figure it out. Because I was over-exaggerating myself with, trying to figure out the answer to life. Like I'm going to come up with a cure to cancer. Or something. I don't know, <laughs> but cause I'm going, I know about ancestors and spiritual guides. And what the hell did I just experience? So I came to that right. point and going, all right, cool. Let's calm down. But what I wanted to ask you is with that time frame, what you've experienced so far, what's, um, what's been inspiring you or new and interesting for you that you're, you're experiencing now or learning about now. So what I'm learning about now that's interesting to me, and this is like a, a deep topic too, because it's not so much deep, but there's so much, you know, mind control, so much programming has been around it, so it makes it makes it difficult for people to deal with this. So what I've been dealing mm-hmm. with is, you know, <clears throat> is dealing with dark side energy, and I'm not sure you're familiar with the the concept of, of the right hand path and the left hand path. I I know where you're starting this, but I don't know that concept. I want to I still want to listen. All right, so. <clears throat> So there's there's something that people call the right hand path, the left hand path. The right hand path is more for healing and doing um, uh, rituals or spells that that bring a healing or bring some kind of loving energy or doing stuff that helps people and things like that. Things that help other mm-hmm. people and things that have a more uh, positive effect, so to speak. Um, the left hand path is more of a selfish way. You're doing things for self. You're doing things to you know you're manipulating the your environment to make things go for you, basically. So sometimes I could be manipulating people and people and and things and environments and stuff like that. And so sometimes the left-hand path can be deemed as evil, but that is part of my control, and I'll get into that in a little bit. But the main thing is the left-hand path and the right-hand. 
Are you talking about the red pill, blue pill type thing? No, no, no. Because the red pill, blue pill is about conscious, either being a conscious person or being dead. That's a red pill, blue pill. The left-hand path and the right-hand path is like basically good versus evil. But what I want to uh, uh, tell you and your listeners is not to worry about good versus evil because good and evil is a human construct. That's something that is based upon society and even your own personal standards. So good and evil is subjective. So when you start looking at things that are deemed as evil, who or what said it was evil? Now, if I'm a black person who grew up in Haiti and, you know, my country has been, you know, colonized and you have people who don't look like me who are saying don't do voodoo, it's evil, and I believe them even though when I look at voodoo, I'm looking at myself, what is really evil? Who, who, whose concept of, of evil am I getting down with? Am, am, I, am I understanding that concept for myself or am I getting down with someone else's concept? So me dealing mm-hmm. with um, the the left-hand path is me getting into stuff that people deem as evil, but it's really not. It's really just stuff on unknown. So I'm not I don't I'm not sure if you if you're familiar with the um, symbol of the bafflement. He's no. this dude who okay you you may have seen it before. It's a guy. He has a go head. He has horns. He has like a little oh yeah. fire on top of his head. Yeah, all of that is just an occult symbol. It's just a whole bunch of uh, different universal laws and different allegories embedded in that symbol. So when people see it, it looks scary. Oh, it's the devil. But when you really look at it and pick out the symbolisms for it, it's not even evil. It's it's a story about you. It's the same old stuff you've been learning about in different symbols. It's just in, it just looks like that. It just looks crazy. So mm-hmm. sometimes these evil things are like a, a barrier for people not to dig deeper into the subconscious mind because sometimes it scares them. You know, uh, right. these dark side ent- entities is really just a, a, a allegory for going deeper within your subconscious mind. And sometimes that can be mm-hmm. scary because you're going to be pulling out stuff that it can be childhood trauma. It can be, you know, past life trauma. It can be these different things you forgot about forever ago. These things come up because you need them to, you know, grow in your spiritual development. I don't know what, what other people say, but you have to deal with your dark side. You cannot be this holistic being, if you do not deal with your dark side, you can't be all love and light and peace and all that, and not deal with your dark side because you got to know your weaknesses along with your strengths. So that's what I've been dealing with right now, just dealing with you know working out with working out my weaknesses and going deep into my subconscious mind because I'm still trying to draw out more you know of my own personal power. I, I like that because but, I want to tie it into something else too that you I was watching about on your show, but. Mm-hmm. I um previously before this uh and I mentioned before I was kind of just Joe. I thought that this was this was my life. And I was spiritual. I believed in my guides. I kind of like still accepted everyone, but that was it. And then I came across the um what you're talking about side the the dark side which I I recognize as the ego and I'm going, right. "Oh shit." And when I recognize the ego, I'm going, "That's the SOB, you know, like that's I call him the bully. This is the guy who keeps talking shit and keeps making me feel right. like I can't do anything. So right. when I start to realize that positive energy and the, the higher self and all that, and the feelings that I got, that it was so powerful that, you know, I was giving my, my family the energy without, without telling them I'm giving you know, I'm basically saying it's going to be good. You're going to be good. Right. Don't worry about it. And I, I, cause I still see it coming. Good things are coming, but that feeling, and then there was days where I kind of felt, not depressed, but I was like, 
oh, it's a little off. And then I'm realizing just the other day, for example, the other day I woke up because I had some free time and I woke up kind of like, what am I going to do today? And that dark side was like, oh man, what are you going to do? You got nothing to do. Like, don't, you're going to get sad and, and bored and you have no plans. I'm going, you know what? No, shut, shut up. And basically right. what happened was I put my in, intentional energy out going, today's going to be a good day. I'm going to flow with the universe. My friend called me up, was like, hey, man, what are you doing? I got nothing to do. You want to hang out? Let's get lunch. I hung out with him, came back home, went to see another friend. Long story short, I had no plans. I thought I was going to be sad. I pushed it aside, and I had a great day. So the ego, from what I learned, is really something to overcome, and it's not easy. And that's what I was talking about previously, too, is that motivation and everything has to come with this clear consciousness of basically putting that aside. Because people think they're not egotistical, and I did too. I really did. Because you're like, no, no, I'm not that way. I'm not that way. And then your mind's going, eh, that guy's, no, 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 uh-uh. So <laughs> it makes you realize that if you really want to be this, this influential person and you're not looking for greed or you're looking to, like, balance out the world but still help people, you have to be that person too. You can't just go out in the world and be like, yeah, hi, how are you? And that drives me nuts. Seeing that, I don't watch television completely all the time or the news because I hate it, but actually seeing the real authentic version of someone no matter what, and that's the whole show that I kind of put this around is that I want to do a radio show or the blog and the podcast, talk to people, but I want to be me and show everyone, like, this is me and this is where I go, and this is how the spiritual Joe, this is the, the non-spiritual Joe, this is the every right. version of Joe. So when I put right. that ego ego aside, and I was like, oh, screw that guy. And it's hard yeah. because there's quick moments that come in, and you're going, no, no. And it's, uh, it's an amazing feeling, honestly, when I came across people just to get, like, I was, you know, we were talking about Subway. I went to Subway one day, and I was like, I saw this girl kind of on the, on the table. She was bored. And I went, you know what? Let me, let me ask her how her day's going. How are you? She's like, what can I get you? I said, no, how's your day going? How are you? And she smiled. It's like this, this powerful mm-hmm. energy that will be put out, and, and you put it out with intention. You'll get something back out of it because you're being good. You're not getting or wanting something from it. So what I want to tie that into and ask you too, with your experience as well, but um, I saw you talking about numerology, and it, I wrote everything down. I've got to go back and look at it. But you were breaking numbers down to um, figure out the pros and cons of your, yourself, like how many – how many ones you had in your name, how many twos. And... Right. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. The, um, <clears throat> yeah, there's life path numbers, gift numbers, soul expression numbers. Yeah, you can get a it's, – it's like astrology, man. Like, look, there's something I want you to, to, to research, right? I really want you to check this out. There's seven okay, hermetic principles, all right? Seven hermetic Seven principles. hermetic. There's a book that people can get the audience. There's a book called The Kabbalion. Um, you can get the PDF for free. This is an old book. It's like an ancient book. But it has the seven hermetic principles in it. And one of those principles is called the law of correspondence, as above, so below. So when you look at numerology, you see that numerology lines up with tarot cards. It lines up with planets. It lines up with astrology. It lines up with, with everything. Like literally everything is already mapped out. So when you talk about um, looking at these these numbers to chart out your own your own personalities, it's almost like getting your birth chart or your natal chart, except you're doing it with the numbers. 
So you just use that to get a sense of self, to see what your numbers are, to see, you know, which powers as far as from a numerical standpoint, which which numbers you emit, what energies you emit. So for me, my life path number is um, six, and that deals with family and responsibility and uh, being stable and things like that. And that's been my life theme, man. Oh, my God. Like, I'm, it's to a point I'm in a love-hate relationship with this damn number six because I'm always in position <laughs> to where I do want to help my family. And I love helping my family. And sometimes it gets annoying because they always send me to go to the store. They always, you know, wake me out of my sleep or mess with me when I'm playing video games to go to the store. So I'm like, man, what the hell? Why me? So it's a love-hate thing. But it just helps you get a sense of yourself. It's just more things that get you, help you get a sense of yourself because, you know, a lot of your spiritual journey is about understanding who you are. And sometimes people need to go and read their energies from um, the, from numerology or astrology because people got to know what their energy signature is because there's people right now who, have, who don't believe in astrology, right? They don't believe in numerology. All of this is wacko. This is all bullshit, right? But these people mm-hmm. don't have a sense of their true self, so they've been living this artificial self this whole time. I might think right. I'm Earl Anderson, but I'm really not because I hate my damn career. I hate all this stuff, so why am I in a life that I don't even like? It's because you don't know yourself. So these right. things help you know yourself better. That's what, you know, the, the life path numbers, social expression numbers, and all that is for. And that's what actually helped me find my uh, life purpose. You know, that's exactly what happened that to me, too. Yeah, yeah it, it yeah, gave sorry. me a, a greater sense of figuring that out. And I want to I want to kind of say this to anyone listening too, but and but also if you are listening, we got some callers, and you want to be a part of the topic. Um, if you're still listening via your phone, you can press one, and we'll just throw you on the show and see if you want to talk about something while while we're discussing this topic. But before I um, forget, I wanted to say this because it came to my mind while we're talking about it. Is that, for example, whether how spiritual me or you were previously, or whenever you were just talking about, you know, not being happy with the job because that was a big thing for me i was a mm-hmm. spiritual religious guy and when i started to go through this this phase i was like basically what you were saying i was at work really fed up i was like i don't want to do this anymore what am i doing i don't want to be here it was a really powerful kind of annoyance and that's where this this all spiraled out for me too finding my true self instead of right dealing with the fear of, well, how am I going to make the money? Where am I going to go? How am I going to do it? Then I started to believe in myself, and that's where it all kicked off. It was like it pushed me where I had to go, and that's where I started learning. But the big thing to me is what I'm trying to say is you can be this one person. Again, for me, even as a religious person and and spirituality, no matter who you are, you think you are this one person. And all of a sudden, you're being put through this test of, who am I really? And when you finally right. push back and you make a decision, that's when everything goes, oh, I thought I was that person. I'm really going on something else. You're, you're going on your life journey, your life purpose. Um, and what was really weird to me was that I started this blog, and I didn't, you know, I didn't finish it. I just kind of started it. What, what am I doing with it? This is where I want to go. And I started going through this phase going, I had to stop myself. I started doing a couple episodes going, wait, I don't like that. I started to catch my own ego a little bit through different episodes mm-hmm. going, I don't like that. And I had to stop because I'm like, where am I going with this? 
And as I'm going on and learning about more about myself, I'm going, well, I enjoy this because I want to reach people and talk to people that I don't know. And we're doing that right now. And this is something exactly. that I personally love. What it's doing for me right now is just making me happy. But I'm not asking for anything right now. Will it go anywhere? I don't know. But I just enjoy doing it. So that's a big thing to me. But basically, long story short is who you are now, I, I don't even think I'm going to be the same person in seven years. You're not, you're not going to be the same person. Oh, you're going to learn more. Of course not. So it's just um, – I, I just had – it excites me, actually. To, you're not going to be the same person. And once you kind of are aware of other people – that you're not just in a box, that like you're around so many people in this world. We already think that, know that. But then when you start to look at them on, a, on an emotional level or spiritual level, you start to realize, like, we're all, we are all the same person. We're going through different things. It's just how we intentionally use our energy and how we're going to move forward, in my opinion. Pretty much, man. That's, that's it in a nutshell. That's all it is. You know, it, it really helps people get a, a self, a sense of self, so they can really live out what their true dreams are. You know, because um, when I started dealing with the numerology and astrology, learning about myself, that's what pushed me towards making this YouTube channel. You know, and that was really the thing that helped me. You know, get my life a bit on track because <clears throat> before. Like I was saying in my earlier story, like when I was 16, 17 years old, I didn't know myself at all. I could, I was just living. There was no sense of self. I was just going with emotions. So when you deal with these numbers and dealing with the astrology and stuff like that to figure out what you are, then it becomes like, okay, I have a pinpoint. I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at, you know. And you work with souls and instead of just, you know, shooting your shot in this world and just randomly, you know. Absolutely. So, um, Let's see here. If you're just listening now or you're listening and waiting on the podcast, I, we got a couple of callers listening, but um, we have Earl Anderson on the Spiritual Initiate. We're talking about sacred geometry, numerology, soul awakening, all our different experiences. We're not doing any readings today, but if you want to talk about a topic, uh, press 1 while you're listening in, and I'll put you on. If you, do, um, if you don't want to talk about anything, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if um, anyone wants to talk on the topic, just let me know all that right. um, you're going to pass. Oh, yeah. Can I tell a story real quick why I call myself a spiritual initiate? Absolutely, man. All right. So I'm not good with names, you know, at all. Like, even when I, like, make little names for characters for video games, it'll be, like, the most vague thing. So I made up this name because I was like, okay, even though these things that I'm learning and researching about spirituality, even though it may seem new to me, I still feel like it's familiar. I I feel like I've, I've seen this shit before, you know? So I name myself mm-hmm. spiritual niche because, you know, I'm a spiritual initiate. I'm doing the spiritual stuff where I'm actually applying the principles. I'm actually applying the science to to have the growth in my life. So I call myself the initiate because I'm beginning something, you know. Even though I've heard it before, I may have done it in past lifetimes, but on this journey now, I'm starting it again. And so it's it's and it's another it has another meaning as far as just helping other people who are trying to ignite their astrology, who's trying to figure out a way how to grow with it to get some tools that I've shared so they can go on their own path. So that's why I call myself spiritual shit. Well, I like that. Well, I don't know everything about you. We're just talking now, but I really, I wasn't questioning it, but what I liked about it was because in, in my path right now, for example, I learned about ancestors and I learned about this, but you're, you're on a spiritual path. You call yourself a spiritual initiate, which I think is really cool. 
Um, and a lot of people have different point of views that uh, political. I don't I don't like political stuff, but I like to hear yeah. people's point of views at once. And even though I'm on my path, you're talking about similar stuff that I've been through, and what I so I like to. It's a it's a cool experience to listen to different ways, and you're doing it in a non-egotistical way. You're like, look at me. I'm a spiritual person. I'm a spiritual issue. This is how I went about it. And I think that's great. We don't have to really put, um, even my title for the show, Millennial, Millennial Third Eye. I was like, well, how can I do this? Because you're trying to think about a, not, a way where you're not going to come off the wrong way. You're not pushing right. your, 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 your emotions and, and views on people. So that's where I, I did mine too. And you came across the same way of, this is why, and I think that's a really cool name, by the way, spiritual issue. You know, you kind of initiated yourself spiritually. You're ready for this process. <laughs> You're finding yourself. But uh, let's see if exactly. we got anyone that wants to talk about the topic. If you don't, um, we'll just move on to the next person, and you, you don't have to say anything, but we've got uh, 917. You there? Hey. Hi, how are you? Did you want to talk about the topic? Hi. Oh, thank you. I'm fascinated, actually. I'm I was going to ask if you could enlighten me. I know my life path and my astrology, but I'm, I really haven't found what I'm supposed to do to make money in this field. So. Well, we're, we aren't do doing like uh, readings today. Okay. Early, what were you saying? No, I was going to ask her, do you like, is, is like a career or like a side hustle or something like that, or trying to find out what your, your passion is? You mean something like that? Yeah, career path, sorry, career path, um, how to generate income. Um, well, you know, it, it really depends on, you know, a lot of things. Um, because sometimes I get this question and people want like a, a quick hack fix to, for them to get some money real quick. And there's things mm-hmm. for that, but there's also things for like you really trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. And when you're trying yeah. to figure that out, it is going to be it is going to be a bit of a process. It's going to take some time because it doesn't happen overnight. So realizing that, um, for me, like I have to make a decision, right? I have to be like, you know what? Either I'm going to go all the way in because my main thing is spirituality. I have to go all the way in with this because when I try to do other entrepreneurial things, because I tried to be a life insurance agent and I was going to get my real estate license. And those are good ways to make money, but the passion wasn't there for me. So I can do it as far as like a logical sense, but as far as emotionally and as far as that level, it doesn't mean anything to me. So I think first you want to do is identify something that you are passionate about, that you like doing regardless, whether I get paid for it or not. I like doing this just off the strength of I love doing this. Right. Do, you, do, you, have, do you know what that is? Do you have anything like that that you yeah. do now? No. <laughs> Have you um do you have any interest in anything? Do you like writing or dancing or um speaking, anything like that? No, I used to pursue acting but um I felt that well today it just guess it's not for me, it did not work out. And um in my point of Other view that, and I'm gonna uh, share this you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna share this with you just to kinda and maybe you know, this is the part of the topic of the show and why why I like to do it is that in my experience recently with everything that happened, and this is my passion right now is the show, um, it's not something you're going to go right away and go, this is, this is something I like doing, I'm going to do it. It's something that we go, we're going back on, um, intentional energy. And why I say that is, is there anything that you like to do small, and, I'm, and don't take this as a way of making money. Do you like to crochet? Do you like to draw? 
Do you like to play bingo? Something that's going to take your mind off of thinking, overthinking. <laughs> Listening to shows there... like this and doing spiritual stuff, but, you know, because I'm trying to improve myself and grow and open to gifts and don't feel like I'm making progress, but um, that's what I'm into. Um, other than that, I sometimes like to watch movies, but you know, I'll be yeah. I'll be really I like honest with you. People. I wasn't mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna do like readings, but I'm picking up on your energy yeah. right now. And tell me if I'm wrong. What's what's okay. honestly holding you back? And and take and how do I explain this? First, we have to go through things that are blocking us, and we don't realize they're blocking us. And I think it's a great thing to bring up, Earl, because I want your your point of view. Um, when I had my my spiritual awakening, which is the one that really kind of made me open up, I had to realize. What was, what was emotionally making me sad, what my fears were, um, all these little things. But the reason why I'm saying this is because I'm picking up on your energy and there's, there's some emotional things that you kind of buried in your heart, whether it be over the past three to five years who you lost. Um, emotional things that mean like heartbreaking things that you thought you let go, but you didn't. And when you let mm. go and you kind of rediscover yourself and spiritually meditate on one thing that comes to your mind that makes you sad or you revisit, you kind of have to address them. And it's something I still have to do too for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But when you address them, picture your heart having like cracks in it, like a piece of art. And you have cracks in it, but you glued it. When you revisit them and you kind of address them and you make peace with it, you kind of not so much, you fix it in a sense where you become whole again. So there might be things that you have to uh, say, you know, I forgive that person. You don't have to tell them. I make peace with myself. I forgive myself for that. Whatever the topic may be, that's really what I see holding you back spiritually. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I've been doing a lot of work trying to release stuff, but I do. I, I know I have way more to go. It's um, it's not an easy journey at all. It's not something that's uh, really easy for me. Are, yeah, we're, we're sure. are you are you are you trying to find something that is is going to start something based upon your spirituality, or just finding something pure that you're passionate about to make you some money? Either. Um, you know, sometimes we got to get real, real creative and not and not think that something that we usually be like, I, I wouldn't do that because there's some people who may have started like a YouTube channel, for instance. Who thought like I ain't gonna make no money from this YouTube channel? I'm just doing my little whatever, and then eventually it turns into this big old thing that you didn't know it was gonna turn into, and then you have that as experiment income. So sometimes, like even if you wanted to start a YouTube channel and just talk about your own spiritual experiences and and things that you've been through, you will eventually gain an audience, and you can even use that eventually to create some business for yourself because if you're going through your spiritual journey and you feel like you have a knack for astrology or tarot card readings or whatever type of, you know, tools there is out there, maybe you maybe you really love crystals, you're a crystal collector, you can sell crystals. There's so many things that you can do. Um, but sometimes when you don't know, you have to find the thing closest of something that you will do. You know what I'm saying? So that could be um, getting more, getting into more groups. You said you're, you're starting to listen to more phone calls. 
participating in the phone calls like you're doing right now, doing things that can get you around people who have a sense of what their what their purpose is or who knows what it is all out, and that will help mm-hmm. you, you know, chisel out what you're supposed to be doing. Because sometimes you got to learn through osmosis. Like I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing until I got around other people a little bit, and I was like, okay, I got to grasp on what I want to do. So if you don't know, get around people who do know, and it's going to help inspire you to be like, you know what, there is something. I'm around these people for a reason. You know, there's something that, mm-hmm. you know, they're doing that's opening me up for me to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. So I don't have an answer for, like, you got to do this and that, and you just pull the tail off this, and there you go. Like, I don't have a, a remedy like that. Sometimes you got to just have the intention that I'm looking for this, and, you know, what is what you're seeking is seeking you. So it will eventually come across you, but you have to be really intentional, like, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? But don't yeah. don't overthink it. Don't don't let it make you go crazy, because if you do want to make some money in the most you know blissful way, you're gonna do it for something that you like doing. It, there's no point in making money if you hate doing the shit. Oh no. Um, I have I had my cards <laughs> next to me, and I want to tell you that um, <laughs> I literally didn't plan on using my cards, but the cards that I pulled <laughs> were were basically saying that you're on the right path. Uh, listen, you you planted the seed of you know your intention. You're supposed to be here right now because the card, the you, you now card was the spiritual law of attraction. So just like Earl's saying, you know, I did the same thing mm-hmm. without even knowing it. I was listening to people's shows before I even thought about having one. Um, I listened to different topics. I called in about some things, whether it be for a reading or different views. And I'm going, wow, I never listen to talk radio at all. It's like, <laughs> am I an old man now? I'm like, I'm, talk AM radio, <laughs> but... <laughs> but I actually realized I'm surrounding myself around people who are interested in the same things I'm being drawn to. Um, and honestly, the, 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 the main thing I want to tell you, and I think that this is going to be a really, it's a really big thing that I was told recently, not so much to look at the big picture, but focus in on just like the main easy things. Cause we, we look at this big picture. Like I was talking to Earl about, like I had all these symbols and we're going through it and I had to go, you know what? They're there. I'll learn them as I go. It's not so much a big key that I'm trying to figure out. But you are on the right path. You're going where you got to go. I would try to focus in, though, more on little things that are going to make you happy. They're like small tasks that make you happy, but you're doing it for yourself, whether it be painting something or, you know, carving something. But you're not doing it as a, a money maker. You're doing it as a, a meditative state. It's a mundane task. And your mind will start to wander you'll start to actually gravitate to ideas that are being placed for you to um, kind of like dropping something in your mind going, oh, wait a second. I like doing that. I could do that for money. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, sometimes I think I wouldn't mind um, being a co-host on a radio show. I mean, it was like, I feel, okay, I can't do readings for people like you because that ain't happening. But anyway. Well, why not? I wouldn't even have Everyone has something to bring to the table spiritually. If you're really on this path, every single person has something to bring. You know, I do readings myself, but I'm not, I don't think I'm that good with it. Well, I wouldn't even say I'm not good with it. I just don't like doing it a whole lot. It's not even that it drains my energy, it's just not my style, you know? So. We all we might all be able to tap on the tarot cards, but it's not gonna that's something that you have. You can be the crystal guru. You can be like when someone when people call in saying like, well, you know, I have this problem. What should I do with this and that? You can be the person who's like, well, okay, you need to get these crystals. You need to do this meditation. You need to do this and that. 
boom. And the the thing so beautiful about spiritual topics is that it's so vast, it's so deep. There's a lot of things that you can do that you can carve your own lane in and be just that person with it. And it's not a competition thing because it's abundance. There's only abundance over here. Um, there can be 30 tarot card readers on here, and we'll still get together and just give each other readings because that's just what it is. It's abundance. It's not like a, a competition. So just give yourself time, and you're going to find it. You're going to figure out what it is. But don't be afraid to take a chance on your thoughts because you might think something that's like, why would I do that? that don't, I'm not even that type of person. Like you're saying, you used to pursue acting. Maybe you can do videos. Maybe you, maybe you can do skits on spirituality. Maybe you can make it funny. Like maybe, okay, um, a spiritual awakening goes like this. Or, you know, because people do silly comedic stuff online all the time, so maybe you can do something like that. Like there's so many things that you can get You know, going. I want to share this with you too, Earl, and, and also because before I realized all – I keep forgetting little things that come up as, as I guess we're needed to share them. But before all of this, when I was at work going through that, I don't want to be here. I want to do what I want to do to be happy. And what is it? I was driving myself crazy. And instead I went, you know what? I told myself something and I planted a seed without even knowing it. I said, you know what? I know that I don't want to do this right now. I, I accept that I don't have the answer of what it is I would like to do right now. But I want to tell myself that I need time and I want to make peace with that. And what that actually did was I stopped asking myself, what is it that I need? What is this going to make me happy? And recently, because i got to get back to the gym, I made a video on Facebook and I, I was talking on a topic. And I said, you know, I feel great today. I'm pro- I, I'm, and I want you to hear this. I said, I might go to the gym today. I feel good. Did I go to the gym? I didn't. The next couple of days I made another video and I said, you know what? I want to tell everyone I made a mistake, and I said this as to why. I said I didn't plant the seed in my head. And what, what this does is you're physically saying it out loud, and you're telling your consciousness this. So what I told everyone in the video, I said, this is what I'm going to do. I am going to the gym today or tomorrow. And <laughs> I actually wound up going to the gym that night. And it, was, it wasn't because I – well, yeah, it was because I told myself, I mentally said to myself, and what I want you to do is something that you just said to me out loud is that you said you would like to be on the show, you would like to do readings, but you can't, you said, you, I can't read, I can't read you guys. But the truth is you can. You keep, uh, the ego is the bully. We were just talking about that earlier. Is that that's the part of you saying, you can't do that, you can't do this, you think you can act, but you're not going to go anywhere. The truth is, once you realize what the ego does to you, you're going to put it aside and go, I can be happy. I can make money for myself doing something I enjoy doing. I might not know that now, but I'll figure that out. I'll let the universe show me. So once you stop telling yourself you can't, we were just talking, you were just talking about that, Earl, so the, um, the hypnosis, like fighting it back, breaking the right. cycle. We're taught, we're taught this in, in a young age that the school and this and that, all the systems are in place and, we're stuck in the cycle of going home, watching the TV, this is that, and you're, the emotions of frequency. And frequency is a big thing, but the biggest tool and frequency you have is your voice and your mind implanting your own seed. So right now, you know, try to practice this on yourself or even now. I want to hear you say it, actually. I can read you, just not right now. You know, focus in on, yeah. I have the ability. I don't know how to get there yet, but I will. 
Yeah. Okay. Actually, that's in my mind, but I was just talking reality where I am now. But yes, I agree. Thank you. I can read you, but I'm just not able to do it now. Right. And then start there. And little by little, you're you're telling your your consciousness, your body, your mind, your spirit that you're allowing yourself to learn. You're letting it come to you when it's going to come to you. Then you're going to start to see things and hear it, and you're going to be able to do it. You're going, now I can read people? You're going to start to figure it out. But plant those seeds in your mind that this will happen. I will make money doing something I enjoy doing. And it might be reading people. I might hear from you in a month, and you're going to go, hey, Joe, you remember me? I called in about this, and I couldn't do it, and you told me about it. I can do it now. Can I read you? And that's going to be great. Yeah. I think that once you, once you have the confidence and you stop doubting yourself, which it's a big thing. It's never easy. We doubt ourselves all the time. I do it with the angel numbers going, what is it? So once you stop doubting yourself, a lot of things will just flood in, and you're going to go, wow. Yep. Hmm, okay. Well, thank you. That's been encouraging. I like that. You're absolutely welcome. You're welcome. You're so take welcome. Take the pressure off and let it flow more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Coach my friends. Yeah. It's not it's not okay. so much how or what is the key to this and looking in a book and the truth is just like like Earl was saying even in his uh, YouTube video most of us have it in our DNA it's something that we had in the past life it's already with us the only thing that we're fighting is that we think we can't do it again and you you right. specifically know because you just said it I would like to do that but I can't do it you know but why it's because you're blocking yourself Right. So just change your mind. Oh. I give good tarot card readings. I'm the bomb. I'm the I'm the bomb at tarot card readings. I'm a shit at tarot card readings. Whatever words you got to use to get you to uplift to convince yourself that I'm the shit at tarot card readings, and that's it. Period. You got to have that type of confidence with it. Like no matter what, I don't care how I shuffle it. It don't matter none of that. When I put these cards down, that's what's up. Period. You just start having mm-hmm. a mindset like that, and then when you keep reading, you're like, oh, I got it. You know, because like you said. Confidence is the name of the game with spirituality. A lot of a lot of reasons why things don't work out for us because we just don't believe in ourselves. So we gotta just start believing mm-hmm. in ourselves. <laughs> that's it. You know, talk, yeah, that's talk to the universe too. You know, tell the universe I'm ready to receive the messages. I can. Um, the last thing I want to leave you with too before we um, we go is that try to look up YouTube videos that talk about abundance because. Hearing something repetitive, even if it's your own voice saying, I can do this, I am happy, and we think it's silly. But the more you listen to the, the video and, and hear it and say it and speak the same thing, with repeating what they're saying, you're changing your frequency, you're changing that, that, that hypnosis that you've been given of you can't do this, you're not happy, you're stuck here. Um, check the videos out. There's different topics, but they'll help yeah. you. And it works. It's, it sounds silly. And I, I was like, is this really going to work? And I did it for a couple of days. I'm going, wow, I feel great. So it's something to check out too. Whatever works for you. But just know that there is something that will work for you. Okay. And the last thing too well, I love YouTube and of, I'll expand my – Let go of what people I think of you. That's a, that's a big thing. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because right, that's going to be a big trigger of, oh, you can't read cards, and you're going, oh. But your soul's going, yes, I can. <clears throat> Give us a call in about a month or whenever. Let, let me know how it goes. 
All right. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so for much. You're welcome. Nice to meet both of you. It was nice to meet you too. You as well. Well, Earl, you as well. We still got, we still got 38 minutes. What do you think about that? It's it's funny how I always go back to this I, <laughs> this thought because we're doing this this video or the the show. I mean, and um, it's all about intentional energy too. The last episode we did, it was all about intentional energy and the topic, and we're doing this topic too, but it's still tying into what we're talking about. Right. Um, well, you know, that's that's the name of the game too, just being intentional with things you're doing because that where you where you where you put your mind to, that's where things are gonna grow. You know, point blank period. I that's ask a real you, simple. I wanna ask you because I was when we were talking to that um the lady, I brought up what I was what was I thinking? I was talking about the consciousness and and, and abundance and speaking that out. What did did you ever do that, or what's your opinion on that? Yeah, I do do that. Um, what I actually do to help me out is create a sigil. So I'm not sure. You know what a sigil is? Sigil like creating is a, a sigil. Okay, so a sigil is just a symbol. It's a it's a uh, a symbol that has a message behind it. It's just a symbol. That's all it is. But you create the symbol. Mm-hmm. So what you can do is this, and this is what I actually do. I will put down a phrase, a symbol phrase, like I am abundant, right? And what mm-hmm. I do is that I cross out all the letters that are repeating, all right? And then that once I cross out all the words and repeating, whatever words are, that are left, I create a symbol using those remaining letters. And then once I use those, uh, I get a symbol going, I charge that symbol. Now, you can charge the symbol with sexual energy or just your own energy. So you can be, you can run around the block, you can do jumping jacks or whatever, do something to sweat on the paper, or you can use your sexual fluids to charge, you know, that sigil. And then what you want to do mm-hmm. is either um, you can um, dispose of it or you can put it away somewhere. You can put it, like, in a in a dark drawer so it, it represents your subconscious mind, or you can let it flow down a gutter so it's flowing like a river. Or if you're, if you're near a river or a body of water, put it there so it can flow with the water. But all in all is that you're creating the sigil because when you create that sigil, you are communicating with your subconscious mind. And you're communicating with the symbol because if we speak in English, right, I am abundant, I am abundant, sometimes we don't believe it because we've been speaking this language the whole time and we don't believe how the shit that we say. So you just you just start using other things to communicate with your subconscious mind to get the message across so the subconscious mind can bring up the reality because that's what actually creates a reality in the subconscious mind. So you make that symbol based upon whatever effect you're trying to, you know, manifest in your life, and you let your subconscious mind figure that out. So after you, um, you know, create your schedule, you uh, charge it, then you forget about it. You don't focus on it. You don't overthink it. You just let it flow. You just forget about it and do something else. And that's one thing that I do to bring abundance in my life. Um, another thing that I'll share to bring abundance in my life is um, working with deities. Now, working with deities is similar with working with ancestors. The difference between the mm-hmm. two is that ancestors help you with your day-to-day life. It helps you with your human life. Deities help you with um, with understanding deeper meanings of a certain symbol. So, like, for example, Oshun, she's a goddess of love. She can make you understand mm-hmm a deeper level of love than just the mundane, I want to love on some lady or some dude, you know. It's a deeper level of mm-hmm. understanding what love is. So working with deities just gives you a deeper understanding of whatever that they represent. So 
If you want to manifest abundance, there is a God. His name is Dadun. He is an ancient Nubian God. He is the God of wealth, and he is the God of incense. And I made a YouTube video about this. I was like, hold up. When you see incense truly is a, a, a symbol of abundance and wealth because anywhere you go to buy some incense, you always see a lot of incense. You ain't never been to a place where there's just one pack of incense. There's always yeah. a whole bunch of incense. You know what I'm saying? So from you just looking at incense, it's telling you that it's abundant. It's telling you that it's that it's it's wealth. It's telling you, boom, all the time. And the reason why wealth is turned into it is because no matter what, when you see those, you know, incense sticks, a transaction has already happened or it will happen. There's no other way around it. Either someone bought all those incense sticks to sell at their store or yourself is about to buy a whole bunch of incense sticks. So the whole energy behind the symbol of an incense stick is abundance, is wealth, all right? So even have the incense sticks around you and use it for meditation because there's ways how different scents actually activate different parts of your brain so you can get into different frequencies. Again, frequencies, again, because smells are frequencies as well. You can tap into different mm. frequencies to help bring out a desired effect. Mm. So you also want to get, yeah, you also want to, you know, mm. build a relationship with things that represent wealth, abundance, and things like that. So instant sticks, working with deities and sigils, those are just some of the ways that I do to reinforce that I'm abundant. And sometimes I just say I'm abundant, and I say it so many times where it's like it's ridiculous because I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm as abundant as the, the blue sky, the, the night sky, the ocean, the amount of green I see, the amount of dirt I see in the desert in California. I'm abundant. There's no way I'm not abundant. I breathe all this oxygen. I drink all this water. I'm abundant. It's all around me. You want to say it so many times to where the thought process is, it's ridiculous to think that I'm not abundant. Like, if you say you're not abundant, I'm looking at you like you're crazy. Like, what? What the hell did you just say? Like, that's ridiculous. You are abundant. Like, you got to say it to, mm-hmm. to where it's like that. Absolutely. It's all about intentional energy. <clears throat> and I think right. that you mentioned you mentioned Ochun, which is uh, – I know exactly what Ochun is, but um, for, for deities, and I, I totally agree with you, I I tend to overthink, so if there's any people that are overthinking it, going, well, which one do I do? Usually, from my experience or what I tell others, is that it's not so much what which one. No, no one should really have to tell you which one, but in my opinion, it's kind of like follow your heart. If you're learning, like, for right. example, I am I am a Santero, but recently I've been discovering Buddha. Going, and Buddha will play a part spiritually in anyone's life. It's not that we have to be this religion, you have to be that. There's going to be things that are going to just you want to learn about. And if it plays a part in your right. spirituality, it will. So I came across Buddha, and I'm learning about Buddha. And I didn't even know the stories behind him. So that's something I didn't, you know, have to – you don't have to, like, light a candle for the Buddha, but at least, like, respect it. And it's all about intentional energy. And that's the same thing with Ochun. I mean, some people are afraid of it because they don't know what they're doing. But if you're learning with it and you're coming with a good heart, you really just kind of don't – you don't have to go all out in the beginning. Maybe it's something that's a part of your path and you, you find it later on as a bigger – bigger bigger than what it was. Um, but you might come across a statue or something, or you don't have to do that. Just talk to her. Go to her. Go, right. She lives in the river. You can go to the river and be like, you know, I know that you're there. Um, I just want to help find myself, find the love in my life, or find – you know, I need love – love and happiness in my life. And that's how it really starts. I mean, especially if you don't know, but you're coming with a heart and your, your faith and it will happen for you. 
and a lot of people fear those things. But it really goes back to what we were talking about, intentional energy and coming with a good heart. And not so much overthinking, though. I, I just overthink everything. Yeah, that's a very important that you went across that. When you deal with these deities, just deal with them with an open heart. Don't deal with them like with the Jenna or with a worker Oshun because I'm trying to get this guy or this girl to love me. Like, no, just at first, just be around the energy and communicate with it, build a relationship with the energy. That's how you're going to make it work for you. You just come and asking, like, hey, you do this for me because I gave you some roses. Like, nah, like, build up that relationship with, with, with love because, you know, they always say for you to attract your true love, you got to love yourself first. So that's one of the things you're going to be doing. You're going to be you got to learn how to love yourself, learn your flaws, learn stuff you don't like, love the stuff that you do like, be confident in yourself. So it's, there's ways that you have to work it, you know. Like even like uh, before I got on this call, one of the DDs that I called on was um, was uh, Toph or Lord Tahuti. Other people mm-hmm. know Lord Tahuti. He's a, the Egyptian deity. He, he's the magician. He's the the knowledge bringer. He's all that. He's the hottest shit ever. So I brought his energy in because I knew we were going to be talking and touching on a lot of things. So I wanted to bring in that teaching and learning energy so everyone who's listening, we can all learn from one another. And I think that's what's been going on, you know, with this show. I like that. And that's, and that's what the energy represents. It's, just, it's as simple as that. Working with deities just bring out whatever they represent more in you. That's all it is. So like you were saying, follow your heart with one of these deities. You don't even have to uh, – you don't have to pick a random deity and start working with it because not every deity is for you. There's like thousands of them upon different pantheons of different spiritual systems and religions. Like there's a whole bunch of them. But one thing that I did to help me find the deities to work with, there's a book called DT Linkage Manual. It's by S. Ali Myers. What he does is that he gets your he, – he helps you figure out your uh, your numerology, you know, your life path number, soul number, and all that stuff. And then he gives you a, a list of deities that are associated with those numbers so you can work with those deities immediately. And that's a good thing because you know, it's, gonna, it's going to alleviate a lot of fear if you're working with a deity that has the same characteristics, the same, you know, energy as you. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting you say that because I want to ask you a question, but there's two things. Uh, well, one I wanted to say, if there's a deity that you're actually in particular interested in, I would say like, at least research for because, for example, you mentioned Ochun. I'm not saying it's in a negative way, but it just kind of made me think, like, Ochun doesn't like roses anyway. But just research what you're doing before, because you made a point. You're like, yeah, it's not going to work that way either. Make sure you're doing something with your heart, but you're doing it the right way. You kind of focus in on it. And the other thing that I wanted to tell you was um, someone that I know, we were talking about numerology, and in, the, in Santeria, you're given uh, your uh, initiation name. It's your, it's your religious name. I can't share that mm-hmm. in public, but what was interesting was my my given birth name, my first, middle, and last name, and this is what they told me, and I tried it out. It all broke down to the number seven, and mm-hmm. they told me this, and I bugged out. My my initiation name broke down to the number seven too, and I was like, "What is this?" Whoa, see, and you know, the number seven is a very is a very spiritual charged number. Actually, it is a spiritual number. That would be the number to represent spirituality is seven. And I was dealing with the planet mm-hmm. Neptune, so that's dealing. It's 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 you all linked up with spirituality. I can say that right now, bro. <laughs> it lines up. <laughs> well, and and I don't know where it plays yeah. out, but um, the the Arisha that I, is my main one is um, is is the number eight, but that doesn't correspond yeah. with my personal thing. But 
So I'm not really sure how the how the, I'm actually actually what was that guy you were talking about the um the one that helps you find your the deity? I kind of wanted to play around with that. Oh, the uh, the book is called Deity Linkage Manual, and the author is S. Ali Myers. I'll check that out. And he has a YouTube, but, um, and he has a he has a YouTube channel as well. So type in S. Ali Myers, and he he goes with the numerology and stuff like that. Matter of fact, he he uh. He inspired me to make my channel. I'm actually in contact with him right now. He has his own spiritual group, and I'm connected with that. Mm-hmm. So me and him talk um, sometimes during the weekend when he does his shows. Oh, that's great. That's really cool. That's really cool. What I want to, what was I going to ask you? You had um you had mentioned something about a store that you you have for your your show. Oh yeah, so I did open up a store. It was something like, and this goes into you know. Finding out, you know, what you are in life, what your path is, what you're supposed to be doing, and just working to get those things open. So one of the things that the only item I sell right now is ancestor money. And the reason why I only have one item right now is because, you know, when I was building the store, I was like, man, I got to put all these products on here and stuff like that. But I was starting to overthink it too much. I was like, man, I'm trying to make this super dope website when I don't need to be doing it all the time because all I'm doing is pushing it back more and more and more. So I was like, you know what? I need to keep this simple. I need to just put something out there first so I have something and then build upon it as I go. So that's what I did. So mm-hmm. I only have a one item for right now. Um, I'm, I'm, I want to get crystals on there. I want to be able to uh, get together with some crystal wholesalers and sell crystals as well. But I'm working to build on that business. But this is a testament as far as like um, don't wait for the perfect moment. Fuck that. Just do it. Like, even if it's something so mm-hmm. small, just do it because it's going to help you progress because I'm progressing I admit that. I'm working on that. And sometimes I will put things to the very last minute. So I was like, I can't do that with this shop because there's blessings that I'm supposed to be getting, but I can't get those blessings if I don't consciously open up an avenue that I know. If I don't open up an avenue for these blessings that come in and I know I need to keep doing that. So... That was something that yeah, I, well, I did to help. Oh, go ahead. You're planting that uh, intentional seed. You're, you're you're also saying, you know, I got to start somewhere, and you're telling yourself, I want to put more on, but I want to stop. So that's a good thing consciously that you're you're being aware of too, putting it out to yourself, and you're growing. Yes, sir. So that's that's all it is. I got that one out of my store, and I'm going to put more stuff on there. But for right now, that's what I got, man. Answer some money. Are you familiar with answer some money? I I know of it. I never used it, but well, tell me tell me about it. Well, it's it's just another form of offering for your ancestors. It's not something that you need. So I don't want people to think like, oh, you need to get the ancestors money. And like, no, you don't. But it's just something. It's just another ritual that you can add into your ancestor worship. You know. So I know a lot of people leave water, and they might leave uh, alcohol, and they might leave cigars, and they might leave candy, whatever it is. Answers of money, yeah. what that is, is that it helps people deal, it helps your, your past family members deal with their debt. When they die, and they die with this energy of like, man, I still got to pay all these bills, they carry that with mm-hmm. them. So what you're doing when you're buying, uh, you're, you're symbolically giving them some money so they can alleviate those debts. And they can go, it, it goes down your whole ancestor line. So the reason why if you were to get some answers of money, why the denominations are so big is because you're tapping into your all your ancestors. So there might be shit that happened a million years ago when the ancestors are dead. You have nothing to do with it. 
but you're still sending out that energy like here, just take it. Y'all just hear some energy just to relieve the debt. Don't worry about it no more. I'm giving y'all some power energy. Here you go. It's just another ritual to add into your answers of worship. That's all it is. That is the most logical answer I've heard because I've came across I came across uh, like videos on YouTube just just sort of, uh, somewhere. For example, someone was doing something with ancestor money and they were talking about well, why, I don't want to do it because what if I didn't like that ancestor and they don't like me? And I stopped because right. well, one I do the I do the um, I do the water I do the candle I give them I give them things like sometimes I put food there, but I talk to them because if, they, if you don't talk to them, how are they going to help you? But um, I right. do like that. That's a that's a, a that makes sense. I never knew that actually about the ancestral money, and that's that's something that I, I'm so, I like that concept. Yeah, it's say? something that you know the the Asian culture. I mean, the ancestral money I get. They have a lot. They have um, a deity on there called the Jade Emperor, and the Jade Emperor is like he is the he is the god of like heavenly money. He's a god of currency. So it doesn't matter who's on the bills. It's it's the symbolism behind it. So don't worry about, well, I have Chinese money. I'm not Chinese. Like, that don't matter. Like, it's about the energy that you put into it. You can use real money, but I'm pretty sure people don't want to just be burning 20s, you know. But (laughs) that's all it is. It's it's, it's real simple. And like I said, it's not something that's needed. Like, I'm never – I'm not the person who's going to try to chip people. You need to get answers to money or your altar ain't shit. Like, no, that's not – I ain't that type of dude. You don't need it. Talking to – the best thing you can do, actually, is communicating with them. Talking to them as if they're right mm-hmm. there. That's the best thing you can yeah. do. Yeah. But all the other stuff is just to is just to show more appreciation, just to you know put more you know energy and love behind it. Absolutely, absolutely. What I also wanted, if there's anyone listening, we still got some time. We're not doing readings, but if you want to talk, uh, just press one while you're listening. And we'll put you on. Um, what was I going to say? I saw something you also you also posted, which I agree with a hundred percent because I came across it. When I was caught, uh, coming across all the symbolism, the geometry, the numbers, I panicked going back to the whole Masonic thing. And I mm-hmm. say that because, you know, then I'm seeing the numbers, the prices of things going, you know, it's 999. I'm going, that's the business number. And this is that. So I started to, like, freak out a little bit because I'm going, you know, this is Illuminati stuff. I'm going crazy. Right. But you, I think you had posted something about how don't freak out about it. Just make sure – it was more or less like not to be afraid of it because it's really not – it's just something they uncovered, but you're uncovering it because it's in your DNA, right? you talking about what the Illuminati stuff? Yeah. Or the symbolisms? Oh, well, let me break it down because I, I kind of get the, the, the feeling where you're going. So with the Illuminati, like the Illuminati is a big-ass trick bag, all right? This is what I mean by that. When people start studying the Illuminati and you start learning about all these symbols and stuff like that, um, the Illuminati gives it a negative connotation and gives it this eerie feeling, so you don't work with it. But the thing about all these different symbols and all stuff that that they do, it is nothing but occult science. All right, occult means hidden hidden culture. So the Illuminati, they call themselves the Illuminated ones. They only call themselves that because they have withheld esoteric information and knowledge, and they are using it to just control everyone else in the world. So everything that we're learning about symbolism and numerology, astrology, and stuff like that, it's all occult stuff. They're using the same stuff, but they want to make sure the the mass population does not get their hands on this because people are going to have control of their own realities, and they're not going to, you know, go with the status quo anymore. So 
Right. The big thing with the Illuminati is fear-mongering. They're just trying to make you scared of symbols. That's why with the all-seeing-eye, for example, the all-seeing-eye is none other than the pineal gland. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know right. that, if you don't know that, and you start listening to stuff like, you know, money is the root of all evil, and you see the all-seeing-eye on the back of a $1 bill, you, your so-called mind connects, money is evil, this all-seeing-eye is evil, it's evil, it's evil. And then when you go even back to when you were a kid, when you were watching movies about watching movies and Scooby-Doo and shit, and every time a mm-hmm. mummy came out, the mummy was evil, the curse of the mummy. Now, when you deal with mummy, you know you're dealing with Egypt. So, again, Mummies are evil. Egypt is evil. The all-seeing-eye looks like a pyramid, which comes from Egypt, which is evil. I'm not messing with Egypt at all because I think the shit is evil. It puts you in a mm-hmm. trick bag so you don't deal with symbolism that can actually give you power. So once you get to the point right. where, you know what, the Illuminati is just there to scare me. Once you get past mm-hmm. it because it's politics. That's really what it is. It's politics. Once you get past that, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, that's regular earth stuff. Let me deal with the symbolism. Let me deal with the actual energy. That what that helps you get to way different levels because you're not look you're not afraid of the symbols coming to you. You're not given the Illuminati power by fearing the shit. You're just like, man, I'm the Illuminati. I'm the Illuminated one because at least I'm doing this shit for good. Y'all just trying to have a whole planet in a damn chokehold. Y'all y'all have all this knowledge, but y'all trying to you know withhold it for everyone. Y'all got the whole game twisted. So for us right. using and just you know spreading the information, we're changing the game. And like how I was saying with the dark side energy, when people understand how the word demon, right, the word demon mm-hmm. comes from the word daemon, which is a Greek word for, you know, um, for spirit, for familiars, for genius, all right? So demon at a certain time met genius and met working with spirits to help you, you know, deal with your power, the stuff that we're doing already. And then the church came in with their, um, with their, their political view and made demons evil that's why people don't mess with them. So we've got to go back and deal with some of the terminology and the symbolism behind some of these things so we can look at it from a balanced view and not listen to it based upon what someone else is trying to give us the, narr- the narrative for. Right. That's a, that was a really good answer. That's exactly what I came across when I, I freaked out because I'm going, when I had that moment going, oh, my God, this is all Illuminati stuff. What am I seeing? Right. And then I came, I came to the point where I was like, that's basically what's going on. I'm just I'm uncovering the, my DNA. I'm seeing what's really what's really going on in the world without having to be part of that. Um, and it's something wild. Once you start to uncover things for yourself, it's it's actually the most exciting thing I think I've ever experienced. Where you know, versus a love relationship or things happening in my life, getting in deeper with who I actually am. Because I, you know, when, when I heard people actually tell me. You need to find yourself. You need to actually, like, love yourself. I'm going, yeah, okay. Like, I'll go out and, um, I don't know, I'll make myself happy. But when I start to actually go through this and go, oh, man, it, it just got exciting. Like, I love myself. Like, this is cool. Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But I want to I prove a point, too, is that I went from literally being depressed because I moved back home from Florida to New York in August. I had a, I had a, a traumatic event happen to me. I was very depressed, <clears throat> and I went to this point of going, I'm unhappy. I've got nothing to do here. I don't like being in New York. I don't want to be back home. All this stuff, right? I'm going, what am I going to do? And as I progressed and I went through all these little events and times, I wound up finding a bunch of cool things that I like now, new, different aspects. Not only that, I'm meeting really cool people that 
are into the similar things like like me and you. I came across your right. YouTube video, and I said, you know what? I feel like there's a purpose behind it. I don't even know if you noticed this, but when I emailed you the first time, it was the number was like 44. It was like a synchronic number. I'm like, yep, okay. Oh. But long story short, <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> I um, yeah, I'm meeting cool people. I'm opening the door. I went from here to there. Once you kind of let go of all this doubt and and whatnot, let it flow. It's it just comes, and this is like a big picture. And I think with all these topics, right? Sacred geometry, numerology, ancestors, spiritual guides, Illumina, everyone, I think there's a lot of, of people that also get scared and they kind of just yeah. block themselves to because they don't know. I didn't either. And I'm not saying this as an as a ego way of, in, in the wrong way, I'm saying kind of don't be scared. Let things flow. Follow your gut. Um, don't push it. Because, look, as I'm going, I'm meeting really cool people. I have a feeling you're going to be on a couple different episodes whenever you want to, actually. Oh, yeah, and we're going to have a good time. <laughs> and that's something I, w- I would like to tell people as well. Is like, um, just the thing that kills all this fear is knowledge. The more you learn about something, the more it becomes like like child's play, you know. So even when I was talking about the Baphomet, if you were to pull up the Baphomet, some people would be afraid of that symbol. They'd be like, I don't mess with that. That's, sat- that's satanic shit. They come to all these conclusions, even though it has nothing to do with Satan. But um, <clears throat> when you look at the symbol for what it is, I understand the energy behind it. You're like, oh, this is a story about me. Like, literally, the Baphomet, I can break it down even in my head. There's um, the do or the it's an androgynous being, so... It has breast and a phallus. You know, it has a snake going around the phallus, represents a kundalini energy. It has um, one arm going, pointing up and one arm pointing down. That's as above, so below the law of correspondence. It has a goat head. The goat represents, you know, being in a high mountain, having a bird's eye view, for example. Um, you can you can compare a goat to a sheep. The sheep is on the bottom, listening to the shepherd, you know, um, not knowing more than the other sheep's ass. The goat is on top of the mountain, able to see everything. The wings can represent, again, bird's eye view. There's so much stuff that Baphomet represents, he symbolizes, and it becomes like, this is mm-hmm. a symbol about me. What am I scared of this for? And so that only comes from knowledge. you got to research stuff. you got to look at it. you got to be able to open up a book that you might think is evil, but it's really not. It's only evil because someone told you it was evil, but what is it really? It's just a book. It don't mean nothing unless you put your power behind it. The the only thing that makes shit go is your own mind. That's what you're trying to convince. Exactly. So if you think something is evil, that's because you convince your mind that it's evil. So either you have to deal, you have to reconfigure your mind to not make it evil no more, or just not deal with it. But if it gets to a point to where, you know, you're trying to move past, you're trying to get like a, a spiritual breakthrough, but there's some kind of fear there. You simply gotta, you know. Uh, Research more, get some more knowledge, or sometimes you got to deal with that fear straight up. I was some of my audience, and even myself, in, in certain levels, um, I have a fear. I wouldn't say it's so much a fear right, right now, but there's I have a thing with meditating in the dark. And that's because I had a lot of experiences um, as a kid, just dealing with the dark and being afraid of dark. And you know, you're you're at family gatherings, you got you play hide and seek, and your older cousins make scary noises. All that shit comes up when you meditate in the dark. So I can't, I can't research my way out of that. I got to deal with that, you know. So sometimes it's going to be when you're dealing with knowledge that, or when you're dealing with fear, 
you can get yourself out of it with knowledge. Other times you got to get yourself out of it when just dealing with it and going past it because what is fear? False evidence appearing real. Sometimes it's really just in your mind. You know, you're making this yeah. boogeyman in your mind when there's really nothing there. And then the thing about it is that this boogeyman that you created in your mind this whole time can wind up being your friend. You're just afraid of it. Once that being afraid like this, the grotesque creature that I've imagined in my mind is actually my greatest imaginary friend, the whole energy shifts. You're like, oh, shit, well, yeah. Um, Billy Bubble there, the grotesque-looking being in my mind, he's actually pretty cool. He makes sure no one fucks with him. <laughs> <laughs> Simple as that. you got to change your mind and, and, and look at things differently to help you deal with this journey because sometimes it can get scary. It can. Well, so maybe we'll talk about it another time. I'll bring it up in another topic, but... There's uh there's some other things too. It depends on what your fear is, and this ties, in my opinion, this ties into the the, the love. It ties into your soulmate. It ties into I don't know how you feel about twin flame and soulmate. It's another thing I came across. But before I forget, what I wanted to also say is, I never thought I would come across like Reiki and crystals and southern. Uh, I like sage, but I never thought it was gonna be important. And then I went through mm-hmm. all this kind of going, all right, my soul says that I need this, and I'm starting to realize why little by little, kind of not overwhelming myself. But my ego was going, nah, Reiki's not for you. You don't need to learn about chakras and frequencies and stuff. And now I'm going, I need to know about all this now. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> yeah, but, man, you got to always – Every time you, your your conscious mind, your ego pops up, sometimes you get a question like, what? Like when you say, I don't want to learn no uh, Reiki or chakras. And first you're like, yeah, I don't want to learn that stuff. And you're like, wait, yeah, dude, you're trying to block me from some shit that is going to level me up at a whole different level because even chakra work, and I'm still dealing with that. Chakras actually deal with some of the traumas you have, some of the attributes that you got to deal with. So when you go to each chakra and what they represent, you have to heal whatever imbalance is there, you know, so when you're dealing with the root chakra, maybe, you know, you're always in your head. Maybe you have ideas, but they never come to fruition. It's because you're not grounding yourself. So sometimes you have to go out in your front lawn or to the park or wherever and put your bare feet in the dirt or on some grass so you can get that earth energy to ground yourself so when you have ideas that you want to act out, you can actually magnetize them so they can come down to reality versus them just floating, you know, in your mind or in the air. Mhm. Mhm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it all comes down to uh, intentional energy, and I'm not sure if anyone, you know, there's a lot of I've, I'm coming across a lot of people who are going across the soul awakening, um, different things, and it's kind of interesting to me because I was like, oh wow, there's a bunch. It's like a, a, a new generation coming out, and we didn't even know it. Um, right. And it's really interesting because you, you have your YouTube page. There's so many people who have, and we were talking about before, a crystal guru. There's one for crystals. There's one for emotions. There's one for tarot. There's one, and I'm doing, yep. I'm not really sure how to like point my show out, but the best thing is I don't see anyone talking shit about each other. They're sharing right. information, bouncing it back at each other bringing people um, onto theirs and their platform, sharing experiences as to why, because your DNA and history might have a different use for that crystal than where mine does. And it's not saying that, you know, you're wrong or I'm wrong. We're just realizing that, okay, there's more than 
uh, one purpose for crystal. For example, I right. came across this old video I posted on Facebook. It was, I think, the Army or the military a long time ago talking about the, the, the strength of a crystal and its frequency and vibration and the purpose of what they're using it for. I'm going, son of a bitch. This, they're right. using it. They already know what's <laughs> up. They already have the knowledge, and we're like, oh. And I'm thinking, you know, earlier going, oh, I just got a crystal in my pocket, and hopefully it works. But it's also about the intentional energy and all that. But it's just crazy to me that there is multiple things. There's different points of view, the different cultures, where we came from. As long as we're open-hearted to people, even if they don't know um, spiritually what they're doing, you're just trying to help them see it in a different way, and they're asking questions for readings and whatnot, everyone's different. So it doesn't mean we can't get along. It can't help you. You can't help me. But I think there's lessons behind everything. Even this, this relationship round, oh, yeah. in this episode, I was talking about, not to say this is the topic of our relationship hanging out, but I remember coming across a podcast that was talking about toxic relationships. Uh-huh. And when I came across the toxic relationship conversation, I'm going, okay, so not only at one point can we be toxic, you know, I was probably toxic at one point in a relationship or whatever it may be, but it's not the point. It's how did you handle it? Did you take a pro or con from that relationship? Um, how do they play a role in your life? Because I feel that many people kind of just go, oh, my God, it's a toxic relationship. i got to get out of here. But they're not looking at the bigger picture going, okay, so why were they here in my life? Were they a stepping stone? Right. Is it something I had to learn from? And these are big things to think about other than, well, let me just go home and relax and have dinner and just forget about it, have a beer. Man, that's that's very true. You know, a lot of people – a lot of people get into shitty relationships because they don't know themselves either. That's another thing too. Like when you tap, when you start dealing with the spirituality, it something so simple like getting a a, a birth chart or nail chart is so powerful mm-hmm. because you can already know who you're going to be dealing with. Like there's some like there's women who came across my life that they look pretty and stuff like that, but when they open their mouth, it's like, oh no, I can't deal with you because <laughs> we can't we can't have a conversation, and that's okay. It's just that we're not going to get together. So you got to know that within yourself. If, if if I know, like, the best thing you can do for me is talk spiritually, that's how you're going to get me, i got to be looking for that. You're not going to get me talking about, you know, the NBA all day. Like, I'm like, okay, you're a girl who likes, girl who likes basketball. That's cool, but that's all you got to talk about? Like, nah. you got to know yourself to know how to even be compatible, to even to even know a compatible a, a compatible person for you. you got to know yourself. That's um that's a good point because as I started to grow, we're all growing, but I realized going on dates previously, I would I would try to talk and go, so so what's on your mind? What are you thinking about? And they're like, oh, I'm just you know I'm chill, you know I I just you know chill and I'm going all right. Well, we have we have nothing to talk about, but as you grow spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, you're realizing your core values, who you really are, what's important to you in your life. And you're kind of also playing the game of I'm ready for this person that's supposed to be a part of my life. Where are you at? So right. it, it's not so much that they're not there. You go, you're just realizing who you're becoming in the world, that that person is a nice person, but you're looking for something more intricate, more interesting, complex. Um, exactly. So it's, just, it's funny how this all plays out in a spiritual aspect. And we get it from sacred geometry, numerology, all this stuff down to relationships. <laughs> it's two hours. 
it does. It's it's all it's it's all connected, man. And it's a cliche, but that's really it's all connected. It's all connected. It so when you is. when you have the when you have the mindset of like everything is synchronicity, everything is connected. Every, there's no such thing as a coincidence. Everything is happening for a reason. You put more power in your hands because you're not going just off randomness. You're not like, oh, I'm gonna have the love of my life is gonna come swim across from me when I go to subway. Like, nah, it's gonna come because you have it in your mind, and what you're seeking is seeking you, and it works like that. And, I think and you know yourself. So, yeah, again. so some people like if you're like, well, I can't really say because I know it's different structure, different folks. Like, um, time to learn yourself. I'm 26 years old right now, and I'm still learning about myself. And as I hear from my older people I talk to, even when they're 40, 50, 60 years old, they still learn new things about themselves. So the journey to know yourself is never ending. You're never going to be at this perfect point in your life to where you're going to be like, okay, now I can have a girlfriend. That's never going to happen. You have to really truly mm-hmm. accept who you are now, and then the person who's supposed to be in your life either now or until forever is going to show up. But you can't right. you can't even put the, the littlest doubt in your mind. Like I'm not I gotta wait until this perfect time. There's no such thing as that. You gotta just know in yourself, like, you know what? I I'm confident in myself that I can have a relationship. I'm good. I like myself. I think other someone else will like me too. I think they'll like the stuff that I like and work from that. So before we end the episode, I wanted to ask you one more question. And I know we're going to have a good time. We're probably going to come up with some other good topics to talk about in the future. Oh, yeah. But I wanted to ask you um, the law of attraction when you were when you were kind of open and ready to receive, you know, the universe. Did you did you by any chance come across even myself probably, but um, connections between random people that you were like, all right, that's crazy. You just came into my life. Man, hell yeah! I have a video. Um, about my law of attraction, a law of attraction story that I did. There was this real estate class that I really, really wanted to take, and it was only like two hundred dollars. And I didn't have the money at the time because I was traveling and coming back from visiting family for like a holiday or something like that. So I was broke mm-hmm. until who knows what. But the the initial event was free, but to pay on for like the next class, you have to pay two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man. I already mm-hmm. been to one of these. I already know how much it costs. I'm going to go to the next one, but I don't know how I'm going to get the money to make this happen. So mm-hmm. two weeks prior, I already put it in my mind, I'm going to the real estate class. I'm going, I'm going. I don't know how, but I'm going. And so I was doing all these different rituals to, to help bring that, you know, re- reality into, you know, existence. I was even playing the lotto because I thought that maybe I'll get the money playing the lotto. But that didn't happen. So I'm doing all this shit up until the day that I'm supposed to be going to this this uh, real estate class. So even at that day, I may have only had like $15 in my pocket. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'll sell my PlayStation if I have to, but I'm going to the class. So I go there. The class is banging and everything, and cool. So near the end of the class, I see one of my grandma's um, friend come into the room. As soon as I seen her, she didn't even see me. She didn't see me, but as soon as I saw her, I was like, I'm in this class. I got it. I'm in there. And I don't even talk to this woman a whole lot. I, I just had a feeling within. I like I knew I'm in there, but I didn't say anything. So after this, after this, uh, the, the the seminar was over, I went in the back and I told him, "Hey, I'm gonna come back in a couple of hours to get this money because I'm taking the class." And then I run into her. I'm like, "Oh, hey, hey, so and so, you like the class?" She's like, "Yeah, I did. I already got the uh, I already bought the 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 class to go there for when they do it." 
I was like, oh, that's so cool. I was trying to get a class, but I don't have enough money, so I'm about to go home and get some money together right now. And she was like, oh, well, they gave me an extra ticket, so if you want to come with me, you can come if you want to. And I was like, what? Yes, yes, I'll go. Thank you, I'll go. So, boom. <laughs> that's how, that's shit. Like, yeah, sometimes things are going to come together, and you don't know how it's going to come together, but it just happens. But you have to believe it's going to happen. And that was one of those profile moments or one of the law of, tra- of, of traction things that I did that made me like, whoa. Even when I had little inklings of doubt, I still I overwhelmingly, you know, countered that with like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Even to the day, even when it looked like I wasn't going to go with my damn $15, I still ended up going. So you got to just believe in it, and you got to believe in it to where, to a point to where it's crazy, like it's insane. And I know that might sound weird to people, but when you talk about dealing with this reality and dealing with your mind, everything that you think is normal is normal. It's your reality. It's normal. If you want to bring in a radical effect, you have to think about that. You have to damn near obsess about it. There's a certain thin layer of how you need to think about it to make it into a reality. So if there's something that, like, I only have $15, I don't know how I'm going to pay for the 200 class, you got to still say in your mind, I'm going there. No matter, I don't know how, I'm going. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a way, and it's going to manifest. And when it does, you're going to be like, wow, that shit was straight magic. <laughs> I think I think that's going to be our next episode, manifestation. How how do we do it? All right, I'm down with it because that's a very good topic. Because there's so much I, information, it, it it can kind of be an overload on what to do when you're trying to attract something. So, um, I'm not even saying that I have like the um the best formula to do it because it's really about just knowing how you are because the different things that you're trying to manifest. It, you may have to do different methods because some things might be easier than others. If I wanted to manifest a candy bar, all I got to do is think about a candy bar. I'm like, I'm going to eat a candy bar. I ain't tripping over that. And someone's going to come like, hey, you want a Snickers? Easy like that. Yeah. If you're trying to manifest, you know, a house, that's a little bit different. First off, do you even have the money to get a house right now? Are you, like, homeless, dreaming about a house, thinking you're about to get it tomorrow? Like, you got you to gotta deal with that you know, gap in reality. You got to find some way to bring it together to make you feel like I'm going to get a house no matter what I got. You know, so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a game of your of playing yourself to see if you can make this reality happen. Well, yeah, exactly. This goes into for me. This this, this hobby is the show, and I kind of planted the seed in my mind that my intention is not to make money right now. My intention is to kind of put my energy into it because I'm happy doing it. And I want to see where it goes because I know it's an adventure. And if it, you know, not if, but it will go to something bigger. I don't know what it is, but I planted the seed. And look at that. You and I I met you and other people, and now I'm meeting um, some people call in for a reading. And believe it or not, you know, I put them on the show for another topic because I know that they have some knowledge about whether they're uh, an indigo child or. They've got some, cra- like, not crazy, but cool topics that I want to learn from, too, and they're going to be on the show. So yeah. it's playing out the way I want it to, but I'm also being patient with it. It's going to take time to maybe get to that big picture. But that's going to be, that's going to be the next topic. You know what I want to do? I don't, I don't, I'm not sure when you want to do the next topic or the next episode, but let's try to uh, write down or keep memory of. Well, I'll try to manifest some stuff, realistic things, because we all need or want stuff in life. But Try to manifest something. I'll try to manifest something. We'll, we'll share our experience on how we did it or how it happened or where, okay. where it went. I, I'm done with that. Um, we can – I know you told me that you were working next week, so um, 
basically when you're available, because right now I don't have a job right now. I've been really just trying to hustle, do my entrepreneur thing, and so I open up the store. Mm-hmm. Um, matter of fact, I'm in the middle of a lot of stuff right now. If you did a reading for me, you'll be kind of like, whoa, I don't know what the fuck is going on. But um, I'm about to move to Virginia from California, but that's probably not going to happen until, like, April. But right now I'm just trying are you to, gonna, you know, Are you going to West Virginia? No, no, just Virginia. Just um, I'm I'm going to be about thirty miles out from DC, Washington DC. Because as I'm as I'm talking to you, I do this once in a while. I doodle stuff and draw stuff, and I'm listening. But I was uh-huh. I was um, doodling a, a W, and I didn't know why. <laughs> a W? So probably was. Yeah, just a W. Oh no, no, it's it's probably for Woodbridge because that's where my mom is at. So there you go. Okay. Okay. Cool. There you go. Well, but yeah, like so. Whenever, whenever you're free, I'll probably I'll be able to get you because there's nothing to hop on the phone and uh and talk about this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you a reading, especially since you put your energy into the episode today. So I'll give you my energy back because it's about you know energy transformation and intentional energy. But I want to thank you again for coming on the show. This is uh, Earl Anderson. He's got a YouTube channel, which is in the bio. And you can follow him on Instagram at spiritual underscore initiate. And he's got a lot of cool stuff. If you want to follow him, absolutely. As you can tell, we just went from talking about a couple topics into a bunch of stuff. And this is the first time we actually had a conversation besides, like, the first 10 minutes before the episode started. So, yeah. This was cool. Thank you for having me on here because, you know, I love talking about this stuff. I love just learning from others and teaching others. You know, it's a it's reciprocal, and I love it. And like you were saying earlier, uh, you know, a lot of people are getting in this knowledge. You know, one of the things that I learned is that arguing with people is futile. I remember when I started becoming conscious and tried to, you know, tell people about the Illuminati and stuff like that, it will fall upon deaf ears, you know. But when, you, mm-hmm. when you're able to get through all that and just – relate with other people who know what you're going through, who's been through similar experiences, and being able to vent to them, it brings it, – it de-stresses you. It makes you think you're not crazy because we're all crazy together at the same time, you know, really enough. But I love what you're doing, and like you said earlier, you're doing this just to see where it goes. You're not doing any really real agenda. You're doing it from love, and that's where it needs to start. That's how I started my YouTube channel. I wasn't doing it to, uh, you know, make money. I just did it because I felt like I needed to share and I just wanted to do it. I just felt like I need to open my mouth. So it's going to snowball into something great. But just focus on just putting your energy into it and just doing it from love, dude. Uh, absolutely. I like what you said earlier. I like what you said just a minute ago about how, how you treat others too. And that, I don't know where it came from. I thought about even religious stuff, whether it be voodoo or um, uh, brujaria. I mean, you get scared of that, that term, but there's good and bad in anything. And if you're – I kind of stopped. Um, not in the sense of that I was doing it. I always felt like I had to protect myself. You have to do something with the energy. There's things to balance, in my opinion, to balance the energy, but also the intention of if you're going to do something back, and I never did this. I don't, I don't like doing things back, but you should always come with love and positive intention. Like, you know what? Make peace with them. That's it. They're going to be fine. I mean, whatever they're going to do, keep it separate from you and to go back to the topic before we end the episode is intentional energy again. And how many things were just created over time over intentional energy, whether it be a religion, a topic, the power behind it and creating it. It's 
putting that into something, just like this blog, like I was talking about, putting my love and appreciation and talking to people, and it all just comes out of positivity. Yep. If you're going to put the negative out there, you're you're getting hit with negative. You're going to put negative out. You're going to keep getting stuck in the negative. Simple as that, man. Um, I think you keep reaching out to people and just invite them to your show. It's gonna it's gonna uh, blow up into something else because just from a you know a business standpoint, when you're letting people, what other people who have audiences, and you invite them to your show, you're bringing part of their audience into your audience. So. It's just it's a big ass circle of sharing, you know. Some of your audience might mm-hmm. go to my YouTube channel, just and even from this archive um, show, they might look to this five years from now and go to my YouTube channel mm-hmm. and still around and you know and deal with it like that. So it's really just about you having a platform to share with people and the people who already have a platform and they've been doing what they're doing, they bring their audience and it's just you know we're just splashing energies together and we're just you know making a bigger community out of this. That's how I'll put it because Absolutely. that's that's all it is. I haven't been on many – well, I haven't been on any radio shows. I've been on, like, you know, webinars and private calls, but I've never been on any, you know, radio shows. So I appreciate you being, you know, the first one. You popped my cherry, dog. I'm just going to start here. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, man. No, I appreciate it, too. I think it's a, it's a great time. It's a great It's a great measure of energy. And I want to tell you, and if anyone's listening and you're interested in certain topics, I certainly get into different um, thoughts and knowledge, and I want to learn about a bunch of things. And I kept coming across numerology stuff, but I want to hear it from someone I'm going to learn from. And I came across Earl's, Earl's YouTube page and a bunch of other topics he had. So if you're interested in different things that Earl's got on his, his page, I, I recommend going to it because I wound up sitting down taking notes and actually coming up with the numbers and going on to your other pages and, and le- learning about the uh, the other topics you had. So, and that's where I came across you. So I want to thank you again for coming on the show and we'll, we'll definitely plan on another episode. I'll keep in touch with you and let me know how everything goes. Manifest some stuff. No problem, man. So I'll put some things down and um, I'll get to on track to manifesting that. And as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm working on something right now. I'm not going to say too much, but that's what I'm working on, working on something right now. So we'll see how it goes, but Definitely. And then just for any future shows you have, just give me a heads up. I don't know how often you post on Instagram because that's mainly where my social media thing is on. Uh, whenever you have a show, just let me know, and I'll chime in or call in if I can, if, even if I have a question for another guest that you might have. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much. And I want to thank everyone for listening. And until next thank time, you, everyone. I'm, pretty sure there's a, I'm pretty sure there's a reason behind it. We're talking about manifesting. We've got some stuff to do, and you've got some projects to work on. So. I'm believing it's going to be good. But thanks again, and uh, have a good night. All right, you too, man. All right, take care. Dear Heavenly uh, Spirit, Spirit, thank you. Uh, thank you for providing us with the direct port nitrous uh, injection, four core intercoolers, and ball bearing turbos and um, titanium valve springs. Thank you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.